What's up, guys? And welcome back. It's your boy Sean, and we are here with episode 69. Nice of uh, the Black Entourage oh, podcast. <laughs> and of course, I'm here with Jamal and Amir. A lot has happened this week. How are you guys doing? Anything special? You just ready to jump right on in? You know, Always you, right on. Yeah, yeah, because you don't, you don't ever like share. You don't ever share anything. I'm doing no. great. I'm doing the um, Kendrick Lamar inspired me to kind of like. Oh, here we go. Different. So. Well, hold that because we're gonna get into Kendrick really soon. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but first, two mass shootings in the span of. 24 hours. Uh, the first one was over there uh, in Buffalo yesterday afternoon mm-hmm. with the guy who shot people at the supermarket. 10 people was killed over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, found out he was actually live streaming that shit. Yeah, on Twitch. On Twitch. There's wow. a full video. It took it down now. Uh, hopefully. It has to and he's like literally like gets on the car the and he's literally just like. I was like, yo, he looks like he's trying to play Call of Duty in real life. So, like, rest in peace to everyone who lost their lives. Uh, Praise and thoughts to the families who's going to be affected by this. And what a tragedy. And then today we we wake up, not even maybe two hours ago, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a shooting at a church in California uh, where one person is uh, reported dead so far and, like, four of them's in critical condition. I mean, multiple others are injured, so it, it's almost like speechless sometimes. Like, what can you really say? This is modern day history. It, it's starting to get to a point for me where it, it's unfortunate, but I'm kind of desensitized to that's that's the word. A lot of people have become desensitized, um, and that's why the whole George Floyd movement went on because people were starting to be like, damn, this shit is an every week occurrence, right? Yeah. We're catching this shit on film all the time, and you don't want to be desensitized to something like that because watching your fellow anybody, black, white, whoever the fuck you are, yeah. like watching anybody die on camera should not be something that's happening right now in modern day and yeah. age. And it's happening way too often, so when I hear stuff like that, it's, not, it's no longer like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. It's like, hmm, damn. Again, it brings up the gun law conversation again. Eventually, something has to change. I don't think it will, though. It's never going to change. It's although, super protective. Yeah, although it should, would it? No, Probably not. Know. So, there's really not much to really say on that. But you live by the gun? What do they say? If you live by the sword, you die by the, die sword. By the sword. You've written a, a law in your constitution. constitution. This is in 1770-something. It was written. And y'all are dying on that guns. hill. That document, y'all are dying on that hill. You gotta die on it. Because it's just like, yo, y'all, y'all set the foundation and Americans decided that that particular piece of paper, no matter what day and age, no matter what was going on, you know, they say that that's law. Even though there may be need to be some revisions. Being as though that law was written when there are certain people who wasn't really even considered humans humans. Mm-hmm. Um... But that's neither here nor there, I'm not a politician, but do I think that it's going to change? No. Um, should it change? Yes. I do believe that you should have the right to bear arms, but I do believe that you should bear arms responsibly, and if you don't have checks and balances, you're going to continue to have this type of thing happen. So if they don't do something on the federal level, it's just going to continue to happen. And personally, I'm trying to plug myself out of the media. So 
a nigga like me not even gonna know that it's happening anyway, but it's unfortunate that it is happening. You say you wanna unplug, but it's hard to do when we have a <laughs> we have to report all this type of stuff unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So like Maybe he wants to come in here and just be surprised. That's how I was today. I was like, that shootings. I was like, what are you talking about? Because I've been working so hard that the the news is depressing for me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm seeing a bunch of death, because that's all it is, a yep. bunch of death, a bunch of inflation, a bunch of politics, things that kind of affect my future, and I don't want to necessarily think about that. That's so future. That's future and there's problems. So when I came in here today, I was like, what the fuck do you mean? People died over the weekend due to you know, their emotions and not being able to handle them and thinking that people should suffer the consequences for how they live their reality and what they're experiencing. Yeah. I don't want to go through that shit. Fair so enough. Until today. And now I'm venting about it and then tomorrow I'm going to forget that it never forget happened. Forget it never happened. Hopefully. That's how you got to do it. <laughs> you have anything to say on that? Um, I think Amir hit all the aspects of it. Like, you, eventually you have to have like do something about it but the, we've experienced this so much yeah. and nothing has it's been almost done. like a norm yeah where the political window is open for you to get some shit done like through the pop well through the public's eye like like public like majority of Americans are like yeah we need to do something yeah and this is the political window every time it happens but somehow it gets pushed out right. gets not pushed out or nah they're trying to take your second amendment rights and then or they're trying to connect it to something else that will never be yeah which is not totally connected so that window closes really quick so it's like I just expect us to mourn the people that passed away and then continue living. Living. That's and the, the reality way. that you're experiencing. Yeah. Because yeah. if you try to put outside sources onto your psyche, it could be detrimental. So the reason why I'm unplugging from the main net or the matrix is because my life is going great. But if I allow external forces to peg on my perception of my reality, then my life isn't going well because I'm worried about what's going on in Russia Mm -hmm. or I'm worried about what's going on in America or economics or whatever the case may be. The one thing I want to focus on is family and whether or not we're growing up. That's it. Everything else is just a burden that I don't want to bear. Just white noise. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And unfortunately for me as the one who does like the topic searching for us, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I see it like a, for, but I set like boundaries for myself for like when I want to actually start looking for things so like my day isn't consumed mm-hmm. by the daily hours of the randomness that can happen in the world it's still going to be news on Friday exactly so what I do is I have two sex, two times in a day where I will like look for some quick topics do searching for about 20 minutes Put it away. That's I'm it for the day. Back to reality. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. And I do that two times per day. The first time is usually about 2 o'clock or noon. Depend- weekends is on noon. During the work week is around 2, two o'clock when I take my first lunch break. Mm-hmm. I sit outside and I scroll while I'm eating my lunch and I'll have some topics put away. And then around like 6 or 7 o'clock after I work out, then I'm going through the actual tabs that I left open and reading through them to see if it's something worth talking about if not delete not worth the mental capacity in my mentee and my mental and let me just go ahead exactly and then there's so. nothing else we can do about it like yeah we can, vote. Done, we can vote but the legislature is not out there for us to vote on number yeah. one and then right now i can't do shit about it so maybe when i get to the philanthropic 
positioning that I want to be in, I'll tune in more and talk to my team about what we can do about certain social injustices. Mm-hmm. But until then, why burden myself with something that I can't fix? Can't affect it unless right now. it goes through Congress, which we know it ain't gonna get anywhere. Fair enough. Don't stress, my nigga. Fair enough. As Nipsey said, we don't stress out, nigga. Fair enough. Uh, sucks that we have to start off with such a heavy topic. Yeah, but. Killed it. If you're outside, the early. yeah, that was a good start. <laughs> kind of let you know where we gonna be today. <laughs> so if you guys are new, here comes the shameless plug. Make sure you hit that follow button. Hit the follow. Scroll down below. All of our social medias are down below as well. Uh, so to try to segue into the actual topics, uh, Lori Harvey. Yeah, we're gonna be uh, talking about that right now. She actually is catching. Uh, some heat over the weekend. She actually broke down what her uh, weight loss uh, regimen was for uh, trying to lose, she said, 15 pounds of relationship weight from when uh, she first met Michael B. Jordan and started dating. Uh, then she, you can see like her, yeah, you can literally see like her abs like popping out in her Met Gala dress that, that came out. So, uh, she break, gave her a breakdown uh, where she was like, well, I could play right here, actually. It's better than... Oh, yeah, you got the vid? Yeah, I got the vid instead of me, like, oh, trying to, like... watch the vid. Like, oh, you, you didn't I have the breakdown of it? So here's her... Well, I, I... You just saw, like, the numbers, yeah, but you didn't actually, yeah. like, Yeah, she it. looked good, too. Look at that. She yeah. killed it. That's why she did all that. The abs are free and poking out the she dress. Great. She's a great She's a great billboard. That's what the fuck her job is. Alright, so here is her TikTok <laughs> as she as she's driving in her like Lamborghini SUV. Nice. <laughs> nice. Steve's her daddy, then. Steve's her daddy. Steve's her daddy. And Michael B. Jordan's her Steve. And future's her ex. While that's going, cheers. Cheers, everybody. So when Mike and I got together, I gained like 15 pounds of relationship weight. And Word, girl. None of my clothes fit. She was happy. Was yeah. Like so I've been consistently doing Pilates for like the last year. I've done it for a few years, but I've been really consistent the last year. And when I was trying to drop weight, I was working out like five, six times I didn't know there such intro. I been do like for the first month and a half, I think I did two I days. So what I would do was, I was in a calorie deficit, I think I maybe was consuming like 1,200 calories in a day max, and I wasn't on like a specific eating regimen, I just was trying to do like meat and veggies and like minimal carbs. She kind of broke down what her like activities were a little bit more. I had this minimal circuit that I would do, so I would do Pilates in the morning, Pilates in the and morning. then I would leave there and I would sometimes directly go to the gym and hop on the treadmill for 30 minutes. And a specific spray interval workout I did. So if you guys want that, I'll give it to you later. Hey. So. All right, but she's trying to help people out. Right? Yeah. Essentially, people were mad at the 1,200 calorie deficit. Now, as someone who's definitely in the gym right now, you two, do you want to explain to people what her saying her calorie deficit of 1,200 was mm-hmm. and what it could mean if she really broke it down fully? You want to go? Sure. Um, being somebody who had to do the opposite of what yeah, she's yeah, doing. The, yeah, they had to do to calorie uh, over, surplus. Like, surplus. Yeah, yeah, I had to go I had to go above what the calorie their daily recommended calories were. Um, because to be honest, my insecurity was how skinny I was. Because mm-hmm. I always grew up, I didn't I weighed nothing 
uh, over what 130, 132. I'm 166 right now. <laughs> Gains. Pure muscle. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do in order to get the results that you want, in order to live your happiest life in the body that the world has given to you. And right? everyone's body is going to react differently to certain workouts or calorie deficits. Absolutely. So me, personally, I had to eat uncomfortably way more calories than I was hungry for to get the body that I thought I needed in order to go along the journey that I'm going to pursue in the yeah. future. So instead, I kept complaining like, how do I eat this much food? Oh, you gotta eat a sandwich between meals. You gotta do protein shakes before and after. Like I was overeating in order to get the results that I want and now I can kinda stick to my regular calorie regimen and just tone up. Yeah. But basically, like I said, everybody has a different recipe for the results that they're wanting. Mm -hmm. So she, her problem was I gained weight that I didn't necessarily want because I was in love and we was just doing happy shit. Mm -hmm. And now that I have shit to do, I want to make sure that I have a formula in place that will keep me healthy, but attain the results that I want. So at the end of the day, I understand that it may seem hard or it may seem like abuse to eat less calories, but at the end of the day, she has a goal. She's not starving herself. She's not throwing up in toilets. She's not overeating and then getting rid of the food. She's literally saying, I'm formulating a plan to reach my goal and if y'all want the formula, hit me up because I have the expertise yeah. to do so. Before you go further, break down like the 1200 calorie and like what that means. That doesn't necessarily mean she had that for the whole day. Yeah. So, break so that down. with her working out, I mean, the way she described it, it sounds like she might have only, only had, had that 1200, yeah. which is hard to, which is hard to eat. Mm -hmm. But for someone that, all right, so. My personal workout plan is the opposite of Amir's that he just explained. I wanted to get down in weight. Mm -hmm. um, so my thing was I can't consume more than 1,500 So you calorie. go calorie deficit. So That's I, considered so, a calorie deficit because yeah. uh, uh, a male around our age is supposed to have well, about... 2,000. Exactly. 2,000 so calories. If you take less than what you're supposed to take in, you, you you're gonna burn lose more. weight. You're going to lose more. So that's it. It's just a math plan to it right and i was this is not my first time trying to cut weight so the first time i tried to cut weight i was cutting out stuff out of my diet mm. and it was just easier just to be like get to this calorie deficit mm -hmm. so of course when you work out just you existing is burning calories yeah just for your body to run yes you're burning calories yep. so when you up up the gym you're gonna burn way more calories so her doing two two a days it's hard for me to believe she only had 1200 calories in a day because that's gonna burn through all of that she probably had 2000 calories in a day and burnt worked out life. worked out twice a day which is burnt i don't even know how much that'll burn but her at the end of the day she might have just had 12,000 calories consumed for the whole day. day with her just chilling so, when you hear stuff like that, you can't like be hypersensitive to it, because yeah, it sounds like she's starving herself. But in reality, she could have had a four days worth of meals. It could be super healthy. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, I don't. Know. And then also, you have to realize that women carry calories different than men. Like women, um, depending on depending on the type of woman we're talking about, because depending on your ethnic background you know, your body is programmed to do certain things. But in my personal opinion, I do believe that women tend to carry weight differently. 
So they have to do different things in order to achieve a certain goal mm -hmm. than men because they're going to put on more weight because you know, even in the animal kingdom, their women are usually larger than males. That is true. That's a fact. And the reason why is because they need those extra calories for reproduction and shit like that. So the simple fact that Jamal, his normal calorie intake should be 2,000 and hers is, what, 1,200? That's not a huge difference. Nope. And she's just throwing in two a day. So even if she's eating more calories, she still has to work a little bit harder for those problem areas like her abs or her thighs or her arms where women carry more weight yeah. or whatever reason than men does so at the end of the day it's a perfect it's, it's a perfect situation yeah jamal was doing one thing i was doing another thing and she was doing another thing based upon what our body composition is and what's best for our trajectory and, and i'll say this when you go into the, the real topics is if you're really looking to lose a lot of weight consult your doctor and your physician so you have a plan that's made for you in your body because everyone's body is going to be and different. you have to be careful when you go to the doctor because i went to the doctor two months ago in the best shape i've been in a long time and this thing was like i went in at 187 he was like you might want to get down to 180. damn i'll be like you <laughs> son of a bitch and, and you know what let me actually where's the congratulations motherfucker i'm gonna give a shout out to my boy chris parnell up in new york because mm -hmm. i went to high school with him and then i moved down here he kind of fell back but we slowly started like connecting again and he actually just had like a stroke mm. two weeks ago mm -hmm. and he's like one of the healthiest people i know he does like modeling competitions with like uh, like the people who's like super muscular mm -hmm. and they're super fit he does that and he had a stroke so it's like everyone's body is different. So yeah. any strenuous activities that you're doing. And just doing, because someone's super muscular, super cut, looks good. That doesn't mean shit. Yeah, that's because what's, Lizzo, Lizzo is vegan, right? And she's way more active than a lot of people. And, you know, she's Lizzo. <laughs> she's Lizzo. Fair enough. Uh, he is good. He is recovering. So he is now in like that two-month recovery plan that they have for the stroke. So I'll uh, keep him tuned in. But thoughts and prayers and uh, we'll jump into the realness. Mm -hmm. So it finally happened. It started last week with the Heart Part 5. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, his album dropped, the single dropped, the video dropped. He dropped two videos. He did a lot. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. I think he said Kevin Flamar. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his first album since damn five years ago. Uh, and now he is back. Did you guys get a chance to listen to it? And let's kind of have our breakdown conversation. It's been a while since we actually did like one of these album breakdowns. Like, yes. So. Hasn't been anybody well, worth, worthy. Yeah. Enough. So, what do you guys have to say about that? Who wants to start? Mayor? Sure. Or you want me to go? No, I'm fine. I have my thought processes already. Um, so, I literally remember waking up, because usually when I wake up around 5 o'clock, I start my music, my day with trap music, because that shit motivates the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. That shit is just my shit. But then, on my way to the gym, I realized Kendrick dropped his album. Mm -hmm. From the time I walked into the gym until the time I walked out, his last song played when I was walking out the gym. And when I tell you, I went through so many different type of like aha moments, emotional moments, like, oh shit, what is the definition of happiness? What is the definition of being a father? What is the definition of freedom? Are you happy for me? Yeah. Really? It's just like, and then he's just like, you know, I can't please everybody. I can't do this. And so his album 
is is entangled with a bunch of self-identity crises that can be relatable to people of all different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple Mm -hmm. of songs that I think that spoke directly to black culture, but at the end of the day, I left a different person than I was when I first walked into the gym as far as my perspective, ideology, and my power here on this earth. Because at the end of the day, Kendrick Lamar, he's, you know, rich beyond our cognizance. Yes. Um, But at the end of the day, he's literally telling you, like, I just grieve different. Like, we are all going through the same shit just because I have all this money doesn't mean anything. I have an affinity pool that I don't use. I have these cars and all this type of shit. So when he's going through these emotions, he thinks that money's going to fix his problems when in all actuality, he still has identity crisis. He still is going through the same emotions that us who are not as fortunate as he is, is going through. So I definitely think that it's a... I would give the album a cool, like, 9.5. You didn't have to rate it, because it's been out for two days. So it's like, how much can he really digest? I have to listen to it a second time. Exactly. How much can he really digest? So we don't got to get too deep, but it's really... Because this is one of those albums, like... I have notes Mm -hmm. for this album. I want to hear your notes before I do my take. Or should we give No, no, no. Give your take and I'll kind of... Because I have, like, some for, like, each song. Okay. So, like, when you're done, I'll kind of give, like, my breakdown of, like, each song okay. that I found, like, some shit on. Okay. Because I only listen to it two times. Let me pull up his track list before... I have it right here. Yeah. I only listen to the album two times, but on the second listen, it's almost like, okay, let me get a pen near me and let me start... Actually, right some jewels and, in there. And there is some, some gems, jewels. I think there's a jewel on every song. And I'm yeah. glad he's except, a father because that maybe shit hit this me shit different. Blast. That shit was like, nice. It was refreshing like, though. But I think that's just like the single hit. Yeah, yeah. you gotta. He, and that sing like he only had like maybe two or three singles in that whole thing. That's maybe gonna be on the radio. Yeah. The joint with blast. The joint with summer. Yeah. Uh, but that Sanford song was hard. And that Sanford song, time. Father Time. And so it really just depends on, well, what did he just make a video for? The N95. N95. So that's part of his other single. But you don't think that yeah. that would be no. a single? Yeah. Because he was talking some shit on the talking yeah. some shit. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think about it? Um, I'll give my raw thoughts and then I can kind of give my notes. I'm still digesting that, I'm not going to lie. As we all should. Um, but There's too much in there to say we know exactly what's yeah. in there. Three days, two days. Yeah, but... um. Damn, it, it's just, it's, this is the reason why, like, everybody's a Cole fan, can't, like, a Drake fan. This is why he's, like, heads yeah. above your favorite rapper. Like, there's nobody better than this. Because he can make it sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that N95 shit where he's, like, take off the map, like, take off the map. And, and, and the little shit he'll say, like, I'm coming for your top five. Like... Mm-hmm. So it, it like one of the songs he's like, "Don't make me make a song about you." Don't make yeah. me make a song about you. <laughs> and he was so humble. It was so humbly stated. Like, it was like, "I will make a song about you right now, right now." And I'll kill your whole shit. I'll yeah. kill whatever you got going on. Yeah. So on top of that, where you can like lift your balls and be like, "I am the greatest shit to ever touch a microphone." And you then, can definitely get that from there. Yeah, and then talk about like generational trauma. That, that's um, more my side of what my notes is. There were lessons, bro. There were lessons with almost every song. 
and then and then the songs sounded great at the same time yeah so it's very hard to get those three aspects and one collectively but he doesn't consistent and make it work he doesn't consistent he doesn't and and another thing about it is to me music has to hold value right i listen Mm -hmm. to a lot of trap shit because they have the uh sleepless nights hustle by any means i deserve this shit because I put in the time, yeah. energy, and effort. It's gonna but make you wanna do better because they're giving you that, I yeah, gotta I, do, yeah. Yeah, by any means necessary. And then Kendrick has that notion, but he's also an intellect. So it's kind of like, what does being human mean? What does love mean? What does all these different type of things mean? How can I make it sound good? And also, how can I, how can I still be the best version of myself that people are anticipating in my music because he has, like I said, it's an identity crisis. Yeah. He's a dad. He's talking about being a prophet. He's talking mm-hmm. about being depressed. He's talking mm-hmm. about all types of shit. So we have five different Kendricks theoretically in one album yeah. and he hasn't been out in five years and he's been through so much. So it's like, yeah. you know, this is maybe, depending on how many times I listen to it, Something that I have to refer back to, kind of like Jay Z's four four four. It's yeah. a it's a it's a lesson for men and women alike. Just like Jay Z's lesson was a family man. Like this is where I'm at now. Yeah. So I'll I'll give my quick thoughts on it. And then I'll go through my notes. So uh, on first listen, I was like, oh, this was like a really dope album, right? You know, first listen, you kind of try to just catch like the cadences of the songs, listen to the lyrics, try to catch what he says on the first listen so you don't mess up the flow of the like going back and rewinding and doing all that. So first and I was like, all right, cool. Second listen was yesterday and I was doing nothing but cleaning up upstairs in my kitchen. So I was bet I connected my Bluetooth and I was like, I'm a ride and I'll stop cleaning when this album is done. So I just let it rock, and then I had a pen and a sheet of paper, and I was went through each song, and this is when I started going like back, re-listening, moving lyrics back, and trying to catch it and things like that. And that's when I caught the main thing about this song, uh, this whole thing. It's almost trauma. It's a trauma. It's a trauma <laughs> album. It's almost about breaking generational That's curses. It is, yeah. It's about looking yourself in the mirror and taking accountability for your actions. Regardless of your trajectory. Exactly. Whether you're a rich man, poor man, you're in a relationship, an abusive relationship, a toxic relationship, he has a whole song dedicated to that. Bad father, you've seen niggas dead in the street, it doesn't matter, you're still responsible. Whether you got daddy issues or you're someone from the street, he has some message for you somewhere in this album. You wanna know one? Yeah, yeah, I'm in here. So the first thing I'll start with, uh, number one, mirror, right? He says this, I choose me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Plain and simple. And what does that mean? A five year hiatus is the last time we heard anything from him. He's talked about therapy a lot on the songs. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we saw, uh, we, we didn't know anything about him having a new kid until he released the album cover. So family time and growth. He's like, I'm choosing me and my family Sorry, I'm not in the public light as much as some of these other A-list celebrities that you guys want to be able to be able to tweet or at. Or I think whatever. it's more than that as well because he was also speaking about how you know there are certain expectations that's placed on you when you have the title that yeah. you do. Like your Kendrick fucking Lamar, he was doing movie um, soundtracks, he was doing all types of shit that actually made him you know way more disposed then maybe he would have liked, and he probably needed a social hiatus in order to get his shit together. So I think it's more than just the expectations of his career, 
with his friends, family. I need help with this, I need help with this. And he's just like, yo, I'm sorry, but at this point in my life, I have to choose me because I'm spread too thin. Yeah. And if I stay spread too thin, I'm sacrificing what I love the most. And he already is. said he was, he was having writer's block, and that's why it took so long. And as an artist, and we talked about this maybe, I want to say, about a month ago, when we was talking about J. Cole and Drake and Kendrick and how they all like relate to each other. And I was like, uh, I specifically said that I don't think that Kendrick should be allowed to be considered like the top. He can't just disappear for five years and then drop. But this album shows like, yes, I can. And I will. <laughs> and I will. And you're going to still love this shit. And it's going to be the best thing you've heard all year. But imagine how stressful that is. Like having, like I said, having the title that he has and having the crown. It's like, imagine sitting in a room by crown. yourself. He don't drink. He, I don't, I don't think he smoke. He just literally him and his thoughts. And he's writing shit down. And then scrapping it, like, that's not good enough. That's not beating yeah. uh, Money Trees. That's not beating all the different songs that he has. Yeah. And so he has this internal dialogue to wherein his writer's block is not necessarily he can't come up with nothing, but whatever he came up with isn't truly representing the space that he has experienced yeah. since we've last seen him and what he's going through now being a father of two. Because I'm telling you, fatherhood changes you. Yes. It changes your perspective, your experience, everything. Like, all the... All the ego and shit that I had before I had children, when I see my son and daughter experience certain emotions, it kind of triggers, you know, a different thought process because now I'm humanizing them. Yeah. And so I can only imagine what he had to go through when it comes to writing this album. But the writer's block, you know, that's normal. He's a, He has a heavy crown to carry. Heavy is a head that raises a crown. Uh, next song that I put something down for is number three, Savior. And he says, uh, I don't care for the public speaking. Everyone's wondering where I've been. And he says, I'm protecting my soul. <laughs> that's literally what he says. So that just shows why he's not into the social media and things like that, right? Yeah. Uh, next song, Crown, Can't Please Everybody. He says that over and over and over. Can't please everybody. Yeah. Can't, he just land everyone. Some people not going to like this album. Some people's going to hate it. And that just goes for everything and everybody. In life, everything. Some people's not gonna like Black Entourage, but some people's gonna rock with Black Entourage. It's the same thing. You can't please everybody. Just put your best effort forward, and you take what comes with it. And then it's also the concept of not holding other people's opinions yeah. too highly with your life trajectory. It's like, okay, I will take your opinion into consideration, but I can't please everybody. Yeah. I have to do what's best for myself mm -hmm. in any type of situation, whether it's home life, work life, whatever. Living for other people is what makes you depressed and like unfulfilled. Yeah. But doing everything that you want to do makes everything worthwhile. So people criticizing him about the amount of time that he takes as an artist and he's financially stable. It's like I can wait to hey, told you. Yeah. You were on a pocket. Yeah. You were on a pocket. Uh <laughs> next next song was number five, Re Cry Together. <laughs> That's the one about the toxic relationships. <laughs> Uh, first of all, before we get into that, I want to say shout out to uh, Taylor Page. She's the actress in that one. She's great. Uh, you guys will recognize her as soon as I pull her up. She's not like super mainstream, but you'll you'll know her as soon. I looked her up as soon as I heard the song. Her. I said, "Who the fuck is yeah. this?" Yeah. Sexy so, ass voice. So that's that's a song that a lot of people are kind of bringing up as one of those songs. You know, this it's, it's true. It, it just basically it is shows. True. 
the amount of hurt. And in the song is called We Cry Together because in relationships there's a lot of happy times. But when everything bubbles up and boils up to the surface, it gets to that shoddy match. Was like, fuck you, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Here's all the things I hate about you. Here's all the hate things I hate about you. Mm -hmm. And then y'all get to a point where y'all are airing out all your grievances that you probably held because you love them. And the next thing you know, y'all fucking. Oh. Yeah. So in your relationship, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think that happens more times that than That happens more times than just a mirror. Anything on, on, on that I, song? I'll say, bigger than that, just that song. Like, your first aspect was the trauma. Mm-hmm. The second aspect of this album, because it's different layers to There's it. There's multiple like mad, layers. Right? I think the second, I'm a superstar, and it's like, I can't be everybody's savior. Yeah. Like, you, yep. you touched on that as well. And that's the biggest one, even where he's like uh, canceling, like cancel, cancel, cancel culture. culture. He even touched that on uh, a savior. Like, I still feel like people should be able to get their shit off. And if you like it, don't. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Cancel what, culture. What was that one song where he was like, "Look what I did for you." And he's like, the streets got me fucked up. Oh like, yeah, that's bro. a heart. Yeah, okay, so that that shit really changed my whole perspective about life because he was just like, that's not no, even on the album. It's not even on the album. The hearts are never on the album. It's, it's, never. it's not on the album, but that's one of the most influential songs because yes. not only did he come from the perspective of many of different people who are iconic, who are who are canceled by culture. Sure, culture. Yeah. And then at the end, he was like, look what I look what I did Except for you. Except for Nip. Look what I did Except for you. For Except for Nip. Uh, but he was N- yeah. throwing nip in that but really that fucked was, me up. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't expect that. It was, yeah. it was great. <laughs> nip speaking to you directly. That's, exactly. That's why I was just like, <laughs> okay, it's from people's perspective. I can't say mm-hmm. it's everybody that castle. Mm-hmm. But my favorite verse during that shit was fucking Jesse Small. The streets got me the fucked up. Got me fucked up. <laughs> He's like, I was sorry. I was trying to start a revolution, and y'all niggas. <laughs> Like, y'all didn't catch y'all that. Didn't catch it. And I understand what I, I understand where he's coming from. And then and then to bring it back around full circle, I, I still see it in my brain that look what I did for you. And he's sitting here with his locks and his his um, social. What is what are locks like socially? Um, what is it not called? Accepted? Yeah, socially not accepted. Whatever. And then that made me think about all the kings that are in the industry right now doing big things. Basically, when he was saying that, it was like he was talking to me because it's like, I'm paving the way for somebody, no matter how their hair looks, no matter what, I'm doing big money business and people outside the culture are going to start recognizing this as normal millionaire, billionaire shit. So when he said, look what I did for you, I thought about Jay-Z, I thought about J. Cole, I thought about Kodak, I thought about all the niggas who these white people are doing big major business with and they're changing the perception of what money looks like yeah. and what opportunity looks I'll like for that, black I'll culture. for you saying that, is that Team Grizzly song got stuck in my head? It's like, I got white people working on me. I got <laughs> white people working for me and, and, and uh, for retribution for the slaves. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here thinking like, there's no more work that I have to do. I can literally like, I've made the decision to stop combing my hair. I'm just going to let this shit do whatever it do. And to be honest, I've never been happier. Um, and, and to be completely honest, I feel like Kendrick, J. Cole, Jay-Z, and all these other kings paved the way for me to make this decision. You don't think they're sick, guys? 
No, I think they, I think to, they're to sick split, because they're revolting to, against society. To, society pour, norms. to pour this out into an album, it's some sick shit it's all over si- the album. It's some sick it shit. It was like my auntie, be, my uncle became we my auntie. Get there yet. Oh. They didn't even get there yet. That's on the back of the page. I just listened to that today. Yeah. So that, that's. Oh, let me tell you my standouts right. Hold before on, before you go, I'll continue. Uh, my next song Did was you just. Did Rich Spirit? Which song, which number is that? After That's after Father, Father Tom. Tom. No, I didn't get to. Oh. That I'm talking about Father Tom right now, oh. which is possibly my favorite song. It's amazing. Because if you listen, because I had to separate it. Verse one, he talks about the trace of what we see from our father figures growing up. That's a fact. <laughs> this shit hurt. Behavior. This shit hit home for me. Mm-hmm. And then the whole second verse is all the trace that they mm-hmm. told us that we needed. And I had to break it down. Being egotistical. Uh, don't trust no one. Just your mama them. Uh, uh, he scraped his knee. If he cried about it, my daddy told me to don't be weak. Don't be weak. Uh, never express yourself. Hide your emotions. Fuck everybody. Go get your money, son. Like, and yeah. that's... <laughs> I don't like kids, all that shit. I'm sorry. And, and that's like, the first verse is what he, he saw, and the second verse is what he was told. Because and, a father's aspect is just to make sure you survive through yes. life. It's not to make sure that life is easy. That's why a lot of fathers are happy that if they get a son, they get to 21. Yeah. If you get to an adulthood as an adult male, that's like happiness you as a father. You know what movie really touched on this? It's fucking that Denzel movie with... Um, that lady from that played uh, in, in the DC shit. The oh god, I forgot her name. How Viola Davis. Yeah, how to get in the Yes, Viola Davis in Denzel movie. Oh, the fence joint. Yes, where he told where he told him like, bro, you don't gotta like me. I just gotta feed you, do this, yeah, yeah, do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and make sure you get get on your way. Shit. That's that's that's, real that's, shit. that's what he's explaining. So so father, I, I agree. To a certain extent, right? A job as a father is just to make sure you're able to walk by yourself through this life. Absolutely, but Your I also feel like the, 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 the I feel like the narrative has kind of changed in modern day society, and I'm only going to say it like this because I was raised a certain type of way, mm-hmm. which I'm grateful for. I wasn't raised like some people, and mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I had a good life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain social things that I want to change with my children because I see what happened in my childhood. Mm-hmm. And how things could have been different. And if I was to change, like he said, breaking generational trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, just because we were popped in all types of shit when we was growing up doesn't mean that you can't talk to your kids and have a conversation. And they're not going to understand the context of the conversation. So, you know, I'm always going to be that guy who's, you know, you can do anything. What are you doing? Stop this. You know, being hard on my child. But I'm also going to come from a place of love. And understanding because I realized that children flourish more on loving words than hateful words. Mm-hmm. And monkey see, monkey do. I'll sit here and yell and scream and shit at Zamir, and now he's pointing at me like, go sit down, go da 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 da. And he's copying what I'm doing to him. And so if I was to come from a place of, hey Zamir, can you sit down please? Then maybe next time he doesn't like something I do, he asks me a question versus screaming in my face. Well, you gotta. But I'm still gonna have a. I'm still gonna. But you gotta be. Pow, pow. You gotta think <laughs> where the fathers of like the old school. Yeah, like, old school father. They're so, coming. But that's their yes. trauma. That doesn't have to be Zamir's. No, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but but yeah, that doesn't have it to be. Have, and I understand the concept. That's why I'm still gonna put those fundamental values like 
work hard, respect mm-hmm. your mother. Like there are certain situations wherein a pop is coming. Yeah. Depending on how you're acting, but I'd rather talk first. Yeah. I, don't I usually should, pop first. Yeah. I don't think you should blame the the. You can't blame them because it's a different type of time. Yeah. I will never blame my answers for what they went through because they created me. Yeah. But I can recognize how traumatic that is and how we're no longer in that situation. And now we can probably raise a generation that doesn't necessarily need that type of redirection. Yeah. So what did you just break down the rich spirit? Yeah, go ahead. Well, what, what was... No, what was yours? I didn't have anything for that. So. Oh. So... I can't remember right, right so, now. So, okay. So maybe... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like I said, there's a lot to digest this album. Rich I miss... Probably my favorite yeah. song on that show. Uh, there was one song where you talk about fucking the white chicks and you follow his oh, ancestors of watching yeah. them and judging them. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a I can't believe he put that on yeah, there. On a song. Yeah. yeah. So, I can't believe it because to, to be completely honest. <laughs> her dad rest my cousin. Second time with good kid, bad <laughs> scene. Tour. Like he was, <laughs> I was like, damn, he's really telling everybody everything. But, but it makes sense. Though. Yeah, it like, makes it, sense. It, it, and it's not even that he's doing it out of a retribu- retributive state, but it's kind of like, you know, this is what's, what the outcome is of mm-hmm. all the trauma that you made us experience. Now I'm fucking your... Now, like, this is what's happening. You see what I'm yes. saying? And so, it, it, and, oh, and it's not oh. even malintentious because my my uh, the mother of my children, damn, that's crazy. The mother of my children is biracial. Um, and so, I don't ever want to, you know, step on their history too much, but, you know, I always, you know what? Let's just change. Let's just yeah. stop right there. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, saying. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. a bit, uh, Jamal was like, cut that shit out right now. I was like, let's see where this goes yeah. first. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't going to be anything bad, but it's kind of like, I understand what he's talking about. Yeah. It's like, you know, y'all did all this to make y'all's bloodline so pure, but now look at it. It's like, you know, the God gene is in you now. Yeah. You have nothing. You can't do anything. You can't scrub it out. 1% black is yeah. black, right? Yeah. 1% black, but you can't scrub me out. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot. Out of, <laughs> there was a lot to take out of this album. I only listened to it two times, so I'm not going to go too much further into it. It gets deep. It uh, can get controversial. I am gonna, it is going to be a repeat for oh, maybe good. the it's next so, two just weeks. Musically, and it's just, it's just a, an amazing piece of it, work. It was so amazing. No other artist was like, let me try to... Let me not put my album out with this guy so we can just enjoy this form of artwork that he is they about to get. Definitely put out singles. Singles, singles but that's but no, Yeah, no one dropped the album, you wanna, though. You want to you wanna put out a single yeah. when, a, but, when a big but, guy puts Because it's going to be on the page. But, yep. But in most music, I feel like to change the culture, people should redirect what they feel about music. Like, so yeah, they like the lit shit. It's lit. It's full. Cool. Yeah, they like the lit. Oh. Yeah, they like the lit shit. Yeah, they like the turn shit. But what's more valuable to society is these albums that Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Jay-Z put out that actually, if you listen hard enough, you can literally change your generational wealth, generational trauma, Albums like this is why he's the one who wins the Pulitzer Awards when it comes to his music. He's the closest thing to Nas. Everybody be thinking it's Cole. I mean, tell it, guys. No, it's not Cole. But Cole like, does teach you lessons, but he's more like Jay-Z. But he's not, though. Yes, I he is. I feel like... I guess he is. I guess Kendrick... I, I guess Drake... I learned more from J. Cole just because he's closer to the age group. He says shit that most of us went through, if not similar. That's my problem with him. You know too much. I do not want to go... I don't, you don't want to hear those You don't want to reminisce on... Yeah. I like hearing shit from different no. viewpoints. I like hearing shit from my ancestors. Like, if you are older than I me and you're hear, coming from a place of wisdom, I hear, cool. I want to hear viewpoints that I have never accepted. 
like never been a part of, right? That's why Hov is just next level to me. That's why Nas is next level to me, because he could write a story about a fucking nigga going through AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> or or getting money from a nigga from fucking Colombia and flipping it three ways. Like he could write stories. Niggas that are like just talking about the life they lived, like unless it's a crazy life that I've never lived. I just can't. Can't. I can't. I just can't. Good time for musical. So let's go. That's gonna be a big show to follow for whoever wants to drop an album next. This year. Big Sean. Big Sean too. I'm sorry. Big Sean. Wait, Big Sean's gonna drop this year? No, I'm just saying, Big Sean. He better, he does, better move his Does name. the life lessons and the gems yes. in his music as well. You get a lot from Big Sean. Like he, yeah. he, he actually, he actually said it in one of his songs. He says that he feels like he's living. His second life that he got, he died, got reincarnated to do it all again twice. Mm-hmm. He says that on the songs. He thinks yeah. that he died and came back so he can make all the right decisions and that's what he's doing now. But that, that, that rock shit and that fucking thing. Nah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just talking about it. Uh, but yeah, that, we'll, we'll leave Kendrick now because there's... Wait, we didn't talk about Kodak on this shit. We gonna talk about Kodak close to this? So that that was the thing about me for Kodak. I don't understand. Amazing artist, the artist. I don't know about amazing. He's amazing because he will throw some deep subjective. Shit. Not really, because that's what, that's why he's a big stepper. He's a stepper. He's gonna step on anything moving that he doesn't agree. With. I don't get it. What if that's what people say? I don't see it. I don't get it. But if that's what the majority says, he, then, he's then I'm wrong. <laughs> I just gotta see it. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't that's like. All. I didn't like Kodak Black when he first came out, but his trajectory is only up. Like the people who he surrounds himself around, his lyrics capability, like his even his, his music is fucking amazing. His last album and the album that he dropped right when he got out of jail. I didn't like it. it he, he didn't like you it. Could, I didn't like his last album that came out. I, didn't, uh, I tried crazy. listening to it. I was like, no. I'll put him up there with the wow. future and now. What? Yeah. yeah. Wow. For sure. For 100%. And I'm missing For something sure. completely with him because I don't get it. They have all the same vibe. He's I don't making, like the music. He can make music way too easy and his music always ease like, doesn't mean it's good and drake makes yeah, music it, after it, it, it's always good and even even his music will come with like uh uh like an aspect of it where you didn't expect it from kodak it's like damn and then also i saw an interview this about kodak and this nigga was just like oh yeah this one bitch when he first got on was like what's your favorite hobby and he was like i like to read and then she literally laughed in this nigga face and she he stopped fucking with her but the simple fact that he makes the type of music that he makes doesn't mean that he's an unintelligent person. I never so said he wasn't. I, I, I know you didn't, yeah. but in my in my opinion, like if you really sit down and listen to his music, he's coming from a place of understanding of his situation and his trajectory. And now that he's been to prison and he has realigned his focus, maybe he's not doing as many drugs as he was before, he's starting to understand his power and how his creativity what? can kind of influence Story, culture. Storyteller? He's a storyteller. Check. Fucking uh, a vibe setter, check. The tunes that he can play with, like different flows, nobody has, except probably Kendrick. But like the different flows Kodak has, it's just nobody else. Everybody raps in the same. I'm gonna take your word for it, but I'll, I'll keep listening. He's like gunplay for me. It's like he don't make good songs all the time, but you're gonna find for me. 
I'll, I'll find one or two songs on a Gunplay album that I would just rock with. One of my favorite artists. And that's the same thing with It's like, I'll listen to the album. Because you guys know how I listen to albums. Like, I'll listen, I'll circle, I'll write down how much track numbers there are, and I'll circle all the ones that I like, and I'll take those and put those to my iTunes and delete the rest. Because if I don't like it, I'm not going to listen to he it. Might, he, might, he might be a digestion artist. You just might have to listen to his whole Just like Doug was. Uh-huh. He, it took me a while to digest Doug. Oh. Now he's one of the most uh, niggas out. I, like I said, I don't I don't see it yet, but I always give the artists a lesson. So maybe it just hasn't clicked for me like back in the day I did it like Kid Cudi, and now I'm a Kid Cudi uh, fan. So maybe it just maybe that, that just didn't switch for me yet. For you should have probably not like Kid Cudi anymore, man. Yeah, I don't even like it. Uh, yeah, his 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 shit's been whack since Indica. Fair After enough. Indica, then he went to Anka Roll shit. And then, yeah. then I was like, all right, kids see ghosts and all that. And I was like, all right, I'm yeah. out of here, kid. So he was good until Indica. He's weird. Yeah, um, yeah well, okay. Well, about 30 minutes of Kendrick. That's a little less than what I thought, but there's so much we could have went there. But it's so much to digest. Everyone's going to have their own take on there, and it's... We can come back next week, next month, and have a different take on this album. So we'll just end it here, and hopefully you guys give your feedback on what you guys think of that on, album. Our, on the album. Post it in the chat, post it on social media. We can take the conversation offline. Uh, but next up is the Avatar 2 trailer. Uh, I actually seen this in the movie theaters watching Doctor Strange last weekend. Uh, you guys haven't seen it yet because they released it in the movie theaters first, and then they just put it online. So, here is the trailer. I'm excited. And I will post it here for you guys, for anyone who didn't see it. It's time for another existential crisis. Full screen is bitch. I am so ready for this movie. I do feel like they, they kind of waited a little too long, but when it takes 10 years, <laughs> you know they're gonna be on some shit. <laughs> Dude, that dress. Ten years passed. Ten years. Yeah, true. <laughs> December. That's when they released last time too. It was like Christmas, right? So they're still there? Yeah, it looks like the humans brought like the base into their world maybe. And that's how they got guns and shit. So they put like a satellite base it seems maybe somewhere. I know one thing. Wherever we go. We got baby. This is gonna be This is gonna be. Is <laughs> our fortress. Woo! Back to number one movie of the world, The Way of the Water. Yeah, they in the water now. Thoughts. This is your first time seeing it. What are you guys' real live reaction thoughts to it? Um, I don't know the movie, so probably. You don't know the movies, so you don't really care. I'll be in there. <laughs> no, I'll be in there. I do like the Avatar. I do like the different type of things um, that they put into it that kind of matches human history. Um, so I'm excited to see the narrative that they're trying to play here. 
in this movie because I do believe that the air, the Avatar has a greater understanding than what most people may understand. Yes, there's a um, much deeper very message. Very spiritual, very deep, <laughs> yeah. very, you know, trippy and all types of shit. So, they those that might off. fuck around and do an Aether Shrooms and go watch that shit at AMC. Yeah, yeah, they left off. They left off where they continued from the first one because the first one was what way above its time, mm-hmm. way before, way before, before its time. Yeah, it was like the dude. It's the dude that made Titanic, right? Can't, uh, what's his name? Um, he went down to the ocean and everything. Yeah, uh, just for that. But what happened at the end? Another tree was destroyed. But they it's saved a James like, Cameron. They saved James a James Cameron, yeah, from the tree or something. Like what happened after and the tree was destroyed? I don't James Cameron, yeah. I don't I don't remember that. I don't remember what happened after the tree was destroyed. I think it might have been near the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. No, it was. Know. So was the tree just destroyed and it ended? No. Or did just, they save the seed? I think they saved the seed and they started so. growing again. Or they saved what was left of the tree. Well so we clearly have a time jump here. There's a time of, jump. Of ten of ten plus yeah, years. He has a big ass kid. <laughs> there's a kid, there's a human kid now. I wonder if this Damn movie. he's fucking in he, no. Or maybe the kid doesn't want to be in the world. So while the dad is so make him a human avatar. Yeah, maybe. Who knows where this could oh, go? Let's just do that. Because remember, he's an avatar. But yeah. I, I thought they explained like avatars can't have kids and shit. No, I don't because think they can. cannot. I don't think that happened, right? Yeah. He probably had a human. They have the avatars couldn't have kids, but I think the yeah. humans could come in and have the kids. Oh, maybe. Because remember, the guy fell in love with the human avatar. Yeah. So oh, that's maybe. probably. Maybe that's where the kid is. He's half kid, half avatar. avatar. Yeah. <laughs> and, then he has, and then he has a full avatar baby. And then he has the full avatar baby yeah. that's in the stomach that's probably going to be the rightful king. Yeah. I can see that this, this is going to be. But who's the baby mama of the human kid? She looked like she was the princess if that was the mom. Yeah. Right, but they where's the human avatar? But the human avatar came from somewhere. No, maybe it's his human half a human gene. Yeah. Just But if he's in an avatar body, how can he pass human DNA? Because he's human. What's that much- so- oh, Oh, let me turn it down. I was like, what? That's, 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 yes. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm definitely hyped to see that and see where that goes. Uh, cause I'm probably going to end up watching the Avatar series like this week, the movie. Uh, although I probably should wait till closer when it comes out. But either way, I think this movie is going to knock down those Marvel movies a little bit because it is so different that it's something that's going to be kind of like a breath of fresh air for movie theater that doesn't revolve around a superhero. Yeah. Especially with today's technology. Yeah. That movie's gonna be sick. Sick. And I'll probably watch that shit in 4D, because let's imagine what that's gonna do. Because, well, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of the Universe, was those parts in there where you could have watched it in in 3D. I was like, and they said that shit too. They were like, you could watch a movie in 3D with the 3D goggles. And those, yeah, those parts in there, I was like, that's why they wanted you to do yeah. that. Yeah, that's why they wanted you to do that. Um, let's see, where do we go from here? Uh, Batman Unburied Pat, uh, podcast show on Spotify. Uh, have you guys heard of it? Yep. Listen to it? Definitely heard of it. I definitely texted them all about it as soon as I was about to start binging that shit. Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. So essentially, uh, Batman Unburied is an audio story podcast on Spotify. Mm just came out is not even a week old i don't think 
And since it came out, it has been the number one podcast audio on Spotify beating Joe Rogan. That's so crazy. it is literally just an audio version of a Batman story mm-hmm. with uh, Winston Dukes as Bruce Wayne. Uh, Winston Duke, uh, Umbaka from Black Panther. Uh, he was the father in, um, uh, wasn't uh, in the movie where they had like the, the counter people from the mirror. Um, the family movie. Oh, you know, oh yeah. Oh, what's this called? I feel like it's called this. What's it called? That, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Us. us. Yes. yes. He was a father in us. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, he's definitely moving his way up that chart. And now to be a black Batman in this audio story has been. I listened to the first four episodes. It's maybe about 30 minutes each. And it has been a really, really good story. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to it? I know I, I told you about it. I haven't it. listened to it. But. This is crazy that they're moving like comic book to podcast. Yeah, you can just read a comic. Because book. they, but they always had like uh, virtual comics. Yes, like not virtual, but like audio comics. Yeah. So it's not like out of the range. But moving shit to um, audio, audio is crazy because we've seen that with James Bond. They had the audio series mm-hmm. and the dude that played um, Martin Luther King. And Selma, mm-hmm. he was James Bond. He's British for real. He's like honestly British. So they got him to play James Bond. Nice. And the audiobook James Bond version. So this it's is just on that type of thing. Yeah, that is a. It, it, they just found themselves a nice new Me, market. Yeah. <laughs> they can literally just have different artists and actors just voice read their comics. Yeah. In or audio form, yeah. So I expect uh, Harry Potter to have one. Yeah, Probably I Lord can see that. Rings. I can see that, especially uh, with the Lord of Rings series coming to Amazon. It's like they're 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 taking shit back to our traditional ways of being human. Mm-hmm. Like the art of storytelling, whether it's music, whether it's you know whatever the case may be, it's a very crucial aspect in us being human. So the simple fact that they you know, decided to actually narrate stories is genius because that's what we I have be been su- doing since the beginning of the time. It's attractive yeah. to us. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Lovecraft Country comes yeah, out. Yeah, that shit would be crazy yeah. too. Yeah, everybody loves watch that story. Show. So if you get a what, it's on one season. Yeah, I'm still gonna watch it. Kind of I heard it was a good series. It was amazing. Yeah. It was I don't know. Amazing. I, I, I am. I am in like a TV hole show right now, so it's probably time to watch that. Because, like, what I do is, like, I start on YouTube, knock out my, my playlist on YouTube, because YouTube, for me, is, like, my most diverse playlist of yeah. that. I get I go watch random shit on YouTube and be entertained for hours yeah. based off my playlist and my algorithm. So I start there, then I go to Hulu, because those are usually, like, the quick TV shows, like, quick 30 TV. minutes, 45 minutes max. I knock those shits out. Then I go to HBO. Uh, whereas like the Young Justice, yeah, uh, that's and, thirty minutes. Yeah, I, and then I go to Netflix because then it just gets progressively longer in time Long that I need fun. for it to finish shit. So like, I, I do got to get it and, and finish that. Um, uh, next up, oh, here we go with the Twitter shit. So Elon Musk is to reverse the Twitter ban on Donald Trump. Uh, should his purchase of Twitter go through? Uh, however, this like combines with like three other topics. He just recently uh, put a pause on his purchase of Twitter, 
uh, saying that he wants to investigate the amount of bots on Twitter. Uh, the bot, uh, the financial for Twitter paperwork came out saying that there was 5% bots. So if you do the math, they said there was 229 uh, million uh, active users time 0.05. So they're saying, I think I did that wrong, but maybe 11,000 bots on there. I don't know, it seems low. But maybe my math is wrong. Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, he wants to do his own investigation to see how much bots there are directly on Twitter himself. Uh, quick thoughts on why on him potentially wanting to uh, undo the band on Twitter for Donald Trump. And here's a, a video from Sarah Silverman on her viewpoint that kind of gives a different viewpoints on it, right? So here we go. And then you guys kind of give your, your you know, viewpoints. Elon Musk uh, announced that he will be bringing Trump back to Twitter. Um, what are your really interesting. Really interesting. Well, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, because I go, God, no, it's, you know, it, it, it was like immediate relief when he was kicked off of Twitter. Yeah. And then the other side of me is like, I grew up being taught like, hey, freedom of speech is so important. Even the KKK, you have to protect their right of freedom of speech. That was kind of a But as I continue so right to the about edge. that, yeah. that was a different time. That's like saying the Second Amendment was formed when there were muskets, not AR-15s. We have, these are AR, you know, social media is AR-15s, you know? It's a giant platform, so fringe things and conspiracy theories, misinformation, lies, pointed, planned out lies, conspiracy theories floated around, like you see them kind of floating around, teachers are pedophiles. These are things that are really dangerous, and Germany knows what propaganda can do. I know everyone rolls their eyes if yeah, you bring up the so Holocaust she, or Hitler. She went very extreme. She went extreme on both of her examples. But we kind of get the gist of that. What do you guys have to say about that? Elon Musk says he's going to reverse the Twitter ban on Donald Trump. Uh, should his purchase go through? Uh, we heard so, uh, Sarah Silverman saying that, yeah, we got to protect the First Amendment, even the KKK, blah, blah, blah. Thoughts? I'll say, I, even when this was announced, mm -hmm. Trump said he's not coming back. He's not coming back. He's going to he stay on no, Truth Social. Yeah, he has no interest with coming back to Twitter. So it's a, like, it's a mute point. Yeah. Um, we don't need that nigga back on Twitter. Yeah. But to the overall statement that you that this topic is about, it, it's him. But then Sarah, like if you listen to the clip from Sarah Silverman talking about just like freedom of speech for everyone. I feel like yeah, freedom of speech. But I feel like it it goes somewhere. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm gonna take it somewhere else. But oh, go ahead. But, like, you using lyrics in court. Oh, gosh, we're not there yet. Sorry. It's the same thing. Freedom of speech. It should be protected under that. I feel like you can't pull it from one and then save it for the other. If there's a, a, a complete stop where the First Amendment stops protecting speech, then it should be protected for everything. And what he did on January 6th 
I feel like that's a quick, uh, that's a hard stop because we even have amendments for people that cause insurrection. They can't run for government anymore mm-hmm. or th- all this and that. So it's like, where does one amendment stop the other amendment? Or where is speech considered protected under criminal rights? Like, you can't have it both ways. So you're going to have to make a hard line on, on something. On something. Right? On something. Am I crazy for saying that? No, you're not crazy for no. saying that. Because that's how I feel. Like, I don't care about Elon Musk and his Twitter ventures. Like, he's a rich nigga. That's rich, nigga, rich, nigga, rich nigga, nigga shit, yeah. It's rich nigga shit. I don't care to even think about it. But um, I like him a little less now that he decided that he wanted to give him his try to drop his platform back. Um, mainly because I believe that the spread of this information is such a plague nowadays. Um, to when, like I said, I feel like she was a little extreme, but I would never speak about, you know, certain sex and to give them more power, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and have people thinking about them. Um, she could have used different examples, but in my personal opinion, I do believe that the spread of misinformation is a disease. Um, and I do believe that freedom of speech should only go but so far. Like, if you're speaking some shit that may be against government protocol or against, you know, regulations and shit, but the research shows that that shit's true, then, okay, they can't stop you. But if if you're sitting here telling a bold-faced fucking lie about anything that has to do with society, that could be very dangerous yes. rhetoric, as we've seen on January 6th. You have this one guy basically saying, media's fake, everything that about news is fake, the election's fake, everything's fake, so y'all should go up to the Capitol Hill and act a fucking fool. That's dangerous rhetoric. We almost lost our fucking government. It depends on how mad they could have got. They could have burnt that bitch to the ground. It would have been a different day in history. Yeah. So you have to be cognizant of what is pegged as truth. Because freedom of speech, it could be true or false. And so if you're spreading a bunch of false rhetoric and you build up enough following to believe you, then you can have a a huge weapon, which is the misinformed, that'll die for a cause that's not meant to be died for. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They want to mm-hmm. die on that hill. Just like they almost, that's a, a couple of, I mean, probably died on Capitol Hill. Yeah. yeah someone different. On some bullshit that, 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 that Donald Trump said, I want y'all to fight for me and all this other shit that elections rigged. Like, so, yeah, I get it, but that's dangerous. So, Elon Musk, you're a very rich, very powerful person, but the simple fact that you said that you was going to give Donald Trump back his platform, he doesn't deserve a platform. I believe that a platform should be a right. Mm-hmm. If you're speaking shit that's going to, give humanity a, a upper echelon step up, cool. But if you're just going to be sitting here trying to tear down, you know, different communities and pin them up against each other for your social ideology, you're against, that. You're against what America supposedly stands for. Okay. So why do you deserve a platform? Yeah. yeah. I'm more aligned with Amir on that one than, than you are, uh, Jamal. I do, I think he nailed it right on the head. He's able to rally the masses with his rhetoric, then his voice probably needs not to be able to reach as many people uh, <coughs> as he is able to reach. If he was talking real shit, then keep that shit not, on truth circle. He's not yeah, Martin Luther King. He's not Gandhi. Yeah. He's not none of these niggas that's actually trying to push culture forward. Yeah. Yeah. 
These niggas got a platform, no questions asked. And, and you honest, got your platform taken away and, for good reason. And honestly, this is the last time I'm gonna bring it up Elon Musk on this shit. Please. About this Twitter That's shit. Fuck shit. A, he's a rug pull. He's a troll. He, he is gonna just not buy this buy shit. Buy this shit. Just but like Dogecoin. But told you what happened. Because he has yeah. enough money to wear that one billion dollar fee for not buying it, he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He can make that back. Yep. His Tesla, his Tesla stock has been sinking because he's putting more money and attention into Twitter right now than he is his money maker. Yep. So it's like I get it, I'm done with this shit. He is a troll for social. He's, he's a, a troll. He's a troll. He's a troll. He's a troll. And he showed y'all on Saturday Night Live when everybody's buying Dogecoin. He he's literally was like, I'm going on Saturday Night Live. And Dogecoin went to, bro, Dogecoin is 70 cents. Cents, it went nigga. 79 cents. I was watching. And it, I was like, hit, <laughs> it dropped down to 30, 30 Bruh, 20 he's cents. he's a troll. He yeah, did it on purpose. Troll. He's a troll. He's I realized troll. that just now. Super yeah, troll. I don't like that nigga. He's a troll. But he's a gamer, bro. He's one of the niggas but that be on the... He's like, also just doing what rich people do. But we normally don't hear about what these rich, rich niggas do. He's mainstream. He's putting that shit out. In the public to get reactions out of people, he probably bought even it. though he doesn't yeah. care, he has enough money. He can throw away a, mi- a billion dollars just to be like, "Oh, I was gonna buy Twitter, but too much box. I'm not buying this no more. I'll pay the billion and I get a to not have to deal with this but anymore." He prob- he That's what he is like, about to do he right probably now. Probably bought like Love fifty pool. million Dogecoin and was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to get on Saturday Night Live." And as soon as it reached the peak, he was he like, told his niggas to sell cut it. it. As soon as it hit seventy, sell it. Got five hundred million. You don't know. Oh man, yeah. So that, that's the last time he's getting brought up. Unless it's just something extra. Extra crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm done with like that. Like finding time. aliens. That's your um, job. Find some, some fucking aliens. Let's do something else. I am. over him. Uh, former porn star Lisa Ann says there needs to be rules and regulation when it comes to porn on Twitter. Here is her quick audio, and we will give our f- quick feedback. Have you- I have not yet because I just saw the new. I don't care about your birthday. Yeah, she's lit. stories today on my birthday, and I kind of, re- I'd love to be a part of the conversation. Uh, here we go. Of course, of course. Why are you taking this crusade on personally? It's not a personal crusade. I think it should be all of our crusade. I think, you know, I'm a big newsreader, and I also have a lot of friends with kids, and I try to tell them what their kids may be exposed to on the internet. Adult content. It is a wild that. place, though. Really 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 Especially Twitter. It's not the one <laughs> that parents were watching on VHS in 1997 <laughs> Have, you know, robust it's going to be the title of this podcast. <laughs> Alright, so what do you guys have to say about that? Porn I, literacy. I think that if you check the agreement, what is that? The terms of the terms terms agreement? And conditional or whatever, yeah. Then you have you can't say shit. Yeah. Like, like this is number one, if that if her the way she wants to go goes through OnlyFans chicks and all of Lose them a there. lot of their money. They're going to fucking Lose go it. crazy. Even more than OnlyFans being like, nah, you can't show sexual content anymore. Like, they will go crazy if you can't like promote their shit on Twitter. 
just because of porn literacy. Yeah. If you check the services agreements, then you just gotta let that shit flow. Yeah. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Do you think they should regulate porn on, uh, on Twitter? First of all, I don't agree with her. Like, oh, I've been watching porn for a very long time. So that whole <laughs> 1997 bullshit when I was watching Girls Gone Wild put their titties out on goddamn late night television. Like, I don't understand the narrative of your grandparents making love on TV. Like, that's not the porn that I remember in 1997. I was watching. It was soft. It, it was, was not soft porn. Like, it bitches was, was going crazy back then. AOL was popping. You, you was had soft. the back. You had the dark web. Niggas was actually worse in 1997 no. than they are now. When it comes to, like, the dark web and the shit that you can access, yeah. the, the internet is way more censored now yeah. than it has ever been when it comes to explicit content. And that's only me being a connoisseur of certain shit that I watch. So at the end of the day, I know for a fact what it may be weird, but I know for a fact that that's just a facade. That's just a, that's just some shit she's playing. And then number two, like yeah, I do believe that there should be some type of I, I agree with her. Regular. So, so I believe they should regulate the porn on Twitter because the porn on Twitter is outrageous. Wait, and at what? the end of the day, you just didn't agree with her. I didn't agree, agree with her, her about porn being cute in 1997. Bitches getting, I mean, whatever. Everybody whatever. was getting slutted out throughout history when it comes to pornographic imagery, imagery, regardless if it was pictures or whatever the case yeah. may be. They're getting fucked. It's what it is. Depending on okay. how you like it, is depending on how it is. But at the end of the day, I do believe that there is access to certain pornographic things on these huge social media sites mm -hmm. that maybe should be regulated mm -hmm. because all you have to do is type in a keyword and go down a rabbit hole and you're seeing all types of shit from yep. other countries because Twitter is not just an American thing. Yeah. So you can go to certain places where certain types of porn is accepted and they'll show you it mainly because those are the regulations for their country but it's not necessarily regulations for this country. So I do believe that if you have a platform like TikTok, which they stopped that shit very quick. Yeah. Because TikTok was off the fucking chain. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that if you have that much responsibility, it is responsibility to protect children's innocence. Like have an age verification system, have some type yeah. of way. Like don't take the porn away. I enjoy it. But let it be for but Make sure you at least have the 18 or over mature they option. Warning, right? they, they have, have they warning. have something, but all you have to do is click yeah. and be like, I want to see this shit. Yeah. Oh. And you can see it. And you don't even have to have an account with yeah. Twitter. All you have to do is view sensitive con content. Yeah. Oh, really? And you're basically acknowledging that you want to see Usually for shit. more sensitive content, they'll be like, put your birthday in so they yeah. can verify. So, but yeah, you can lie on you that can shit, lie. but then you got to go through the effort of scrolling so, and clicking. Right, so just like to be a webcam porn star, don't ask me how I know, but you have to turn in your ID, you got to turn in documents basically saying, I am able to produce this type of content. So oh, as, a, as a social media platform, if you want to see certain type of shit, you have to validate your age. I don't want my 12 year old son watching a 21 year old get no, slutted out by two niggas. No, but being on a cam site is different because you're getting paid for it. Yeah. They right. can't be paid like minors for sexual content. But just yeah, like we go to a restaurant, my, my, my 12 year old can't order a Bahama Mama. I don't want my son to be able to get online at 12 and order double penetration. I don't want him to be able to do and, uh, that. Awkward really quick. DP! <laughs> I had to find something crazy to talk about. <laughs> do you agree or not? You want to tell your son watching DP I, on Twitter? I agree. The dude, I think the dude, the dude needs to be some type of regulation on Twitter. 
Uh, porn is a financial industry that makes a lot of money. And if some people scenes and stuff are, I'm just thinking from the side of the porn star, if there's scenes of something getting leaked on Twitter, then their revenue is getting taken away. Absolutely. Yeah, they also yeah. use OnlyFans and stuff too, but if your shit is getting leaked and then put on Twitter for the world to see, then guess what? That money that you was expecting, you're gonna get half yeah. that because now the world can just but search. What for type that of shit scenes would be like flag, like head? Flag it? The, I don't know. Anal flag it. And that's question missionary that, is that's, safe because all these questions that need to be answered. And that's why she says she thinks this there needs to be regulation. But those are the questions that goes into what needs to be regulated. So she is right. It's just now we got to ask those questions and get those questions answered to how we can actually like, get what, to what type of porn is safe. Chat. What type of porn is safe for a minor to watch? Whoa. No. For a minor, they're gonna. That's what she's that, talking about. They're gonna she's find talking about shit. sex literacy for yeah, people for the kids. Yeah. What type of sex is safe sex? Probably on camera. What age? Exactly. So there's there's some every question leads to another question, and that's why this is a hard topic, and that's why we gotta wait for them to kind of put some time. guidelines up. And this is an interesting topic to keep up with for it's sure. Because if you regulate porn, oh my god, there's a bunch of other regulations coming for Twitter. So, we'll see. They're never going to regulate porn on Twitter. And now, from our political correspondence, Jamal, would you like to break down the Young Thug and the YSL uh, situation? They're all locked oh, up. Oh, shit. They go into jail. Um, they ain't coming out. They make up, coming out. They make up 70% of the crime of Atlanta, That's supposedly. Not true. That's, not true. <laughs> That's a hard reach. That's what they said. That's messed up. I don't think. I don't think it's too much, but I don't think they do that. Break down Um, their their case because he actually started reading the actual the nightmare. Yeah. So what are some of the highlights from that? We don't gotta Um, spend forever on here because we're all gonna say the same shit. Like so. So the basic (laughs) thing is they've been using cases that they been in court for and they've been casing them since like 2012 2013 yeah yes. it started in 2013 the um like the standout parts of this case is that the fact that the state of georgia has been wiretapping these guys they've been wiretapping them for like two three years and even someone in jail no yeah so this i guess they got the police guard to sneak them phones but the state but the Whoever stuck it to him told the state, and the state snuck them wiretap phones. Yeah. That shit getting thrown out. Did he have a warrant for that shit? No, I think no. they gave him a phone. Yeah. Like, because they stuck the phone yeah. into the jail, but they didn't know that they already had planted the wire in that phone that they, were, they already stuck into the jail. They had to have a warrant for that shit for it to be No, 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 no. Yeah, they have a warrant. For okay. It. Yeah. That, all that's legal in court. Those are all that, case. Yeah, yeah. That's, all that shit's legal. So. Um, craziest part was the dudes that were in jail that got the wiretap. Mm-hmm. They um, got word from Thug to try and kill Wyans. Lucy, Lucy, right? That's Wyan his name. Wyan F and Lucy. Wyan F and Lucy. Too much gangs out here. Yeah. <laughs> and when that, when Wyan F, I mean, when Lucy asked to um, 
get, get out, out of jail. jail like two years ago. It happened during COVID. It was like COVID. last year. It happened during COVID, but it was the COVID yeah. thing. They were letting people out of jail. I thought it was a COVID pull. Mm-hmm. Like, let me go home. But after hearing this and then that request. Because he did say he was like, his life is on the line. Yeah, his life is in danger. Yeah. And that was after a, an attempted stabbing yeah. in jail. So it all makes sense, man. Um, they pulled a lot of shit from social media. A lot of people just promoting the brand YSL. Inadmissible. Um, I don't know because it's a conspiracy. So anything you do to promote the conspiracy, the, the, uh, they get connected and then you gotta just defeat that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anything you do to promote the organization falls under the Rico case. So if you're trying to promote it through. Um, other, that's why you can touch money so easily. Even if you're like, even if they were selling like YSL hoodies, but it's in the span of promoting an illegal organization, they can touch that money. They can yeah. use the money and go after that's it. That's trash. So that's what makes a racketeering case, Rico case, so crazy. Rico. Um, I don't know. I thought Gunner was gonna get out, but the old cases they have on him are all drug selling, like. I just read this today, like, he had got caught with, like, weed, like, fucking perks, like, lean, and, he, and they all gave him, like, distribute tags. I thought he was clean, and all he was doing was the social media shit, the raps. But they're gonna throw the drugs on him. They're gonna throw the drugs on him to show. It's just, it's just crazy to think of the layers of this quote-unquote criminal organization. It's huge. It's like 56 Right, channels. and these niggas are multi-millionaire rappers, and they're still connected to this shit. But you also have to realize, I just saw an interview, it was this week, um, it was Young Thug was interviewing with somebody, and he basically was like, yeah, I didn't even know Gunna could rap. Like, he was just a part of the crew, and Gunna never mentioned he could rap, he was just always around, he ain't never said shit to Thug. Yeah. And one day, somebody was like, you know this nigga Gunna can rap? He was like, what, he can rap? So he was already a part of the gang shit before all this fame, you know, ended up happening. So if he was being, inter- if they was being investigated for three to four years, Gunna is literally a new artist. Yeah. And so with Young Thug coming out with that interview, basically saying, you know, I ain't even know the nigga could rap. It's not no rap shit. And these niggas real live be speaking their truths in their raps. Yeah. And so because they're speaking their truths in their raps, it's like, you know, how far can we really take this shit? Like, we know for a fact there's a dead nigga, and we know for a fact that you said, I paid two million to my lawyer to handle all the killings. Yeah. So if we're tying you to your lawyer, who's tying you to the killings, and, and you're just talking all this shit, it's just like, we gotta figure out a way to indict you because it's just too much evidence, yeah. and yeah, it's an assault. And that goes to the bigger conversation of where uh, me and Jamal disagree. I don't know where you stand on that, where lyrics can be used in a case, right? Yeah. Jamal says no. I says, if it matches a case that they are investigating and their lyric says, I killed them on 24th Avenue with three shots and he died by three shots on 24th Avenue, then I have to look into that to actually, you gotta investigate that if you're in an investigation stage, that's a clue. That's something that they have to do. So it's on them as the artists, don't put your dirty laundry on these tracks where they can just listen back and be like, oh, that matches 
something that we're looking at right now. Let's bring them in. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. They get, they, get, they got to tell They got to beat us in court yeah. to say that, no, that's not me. Yeah. And, and honestly, with me being the type of nigga I am, I'm not rapping. In, I don't care how cool I want to look or how good or how real of a nigga I am. Yeah. You know, like I said, you can't put that shit on wax, man. I said there's two, there's two things that a man cares about: is his himself and his family. Mm-hmm. I'm not jeopardizing myself or my family for bars. For bars. Not bars. Bars. Not bars. A quick sixteen got the whole crew locked Respect? up. No, no. That's stupid. Don't. And it's funny they actually had like an episode of that on Snowfall of last season that wasn't like their greatest season of snowfall either mm-hmm. where basically like there was like how are the feds trying figuring out what we're doing long behold there's a nigga in the neighborhood where they're selling drugs that's literally rapping everything that they're doing and the cops are picking up on their plans for what this nigga is rapping <laughs> and they're like oh this thing is telling everything it was like oh let's kill this thing like they took him out because he's like he's telling everything yeah. so it's like if you're putting that shit on record I'm sorry if it matches the investigation, then they, they, they have the right to use that in the investigation. But that's a slippery down. slope, though. You can it, say and it, it is I slippery. I popped the nigga, and then they are coming back to But they're not just saying I popped the nigga. They're being descriptive on how they no, popped the nigga. That's what I'm saying. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Even if you don't say how you did it. If they feel like you're... If you, you match the case, coach, then... Like so is there a song called uh, uh, Arm, Leg, Leg, Arm, Head? Like, niggas literally describe how they're killing niggas. Like, I don't know that song, but I will. It's, 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 it's the same shit with you, where it's like, as a cop detective, where you're trying to solve a murder case, you look for clues anywhere to get a, a hint on where you can start or look. Now, if the statue of limitations if, are up, if the saw gives cool. you a clue, I am sorry, bro. You're coming in for investigations, and I know that leads to a slippery slope. There's but more shit to rap about. Right? Exactly. Don't put that shit on wax if you're out there catching bodies, you idiot. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Wax, whatever. Don't I'm sorry. Why is souls going down? Because all the assholes put that shit on lyrics. Every everything. every one of them, almost everything is on lyrics. Most of it, most of the killings are on lyrics, <laughs> and that's probably the worst part. I gave my <laughs> and that's the worst part. But it is an ongoing thing, so we don't gotta stay forever on here. We'll have Jamal kind of keep his eyes out on the streets and and see what's happening with the case as they continue to up, update that you know the case, and then uh, we'll bring it to you guys. Uh, so from here, uh, I will say, don't put that shit on wax. Next up, uh, <laughs> this is just a, a quick question I had for myself throughout the week. Uh, there's been a lot of fake whoever's popping up, and this probably won't take too long. I think I know you guys' answers here. But my question was, why do people want to be known as the fake somebody? There's the fake Drake, the fake Dirk. There's everyone wants to be someone else other than themselves. And my question was, why? Do they not see the, the greatness in being an individual in their personal lives that they got to be someone else or? No, I feel like it's all about clout. If you can be the fake Drake, a fake 
dirt and go to the Lagarina, get the good table, get free service. Niggas is gonna see value in that. They're gonna have bitches actually think it is them trying to get a picture with them, trying to get close to them. Like, like I see that part, but I see like the loss of the individual. They don't see themselves as an individual anymore. It's like they don't see the value in themselves and so they want to be someone else. That's very, being very deep, though. That's oh, just them being... Sorry that I'm a deep nigga. I'm the, sorry. That's, that's, the, that's why I brought this question to, my, to you guys because, like, that's the way I see it. It's like, yo, but why? You got to think, is Drake really Drake? Or does he go home and be Aubrey Graham? First of all, nobody's really anybody. Let's get this shit straight. Like, there's... Like, in, in my personal... In my personal opinion i do believe that depending on who we are around in mm-hmm. social settings we are different people okay and that's just me personally like i'm a different nigga around my mother because she has certain things that she will and will not accept mm-hmm. i'm a certain way around my woman i'm a certain way around my homies and i'm a certain way in social situations depending on the social situation okay so is anybody really like themselves like who knows drake could really just be drake or he could be a persona like it it just really depends but at the end of the day it doesn't matter which one it is he's getting to the money which is what tends but i'm not talking about drake so i'm talking about the niggas trying to be the fake drake let's talk about the doppelgangers whoever everybody's looking for a way out of whatever situation that they're currently in right so if i so happen to be mistakenly mistaken for drake many a different times what is to stop me from building a platform to where I can create residual income? Like, it's not like I lost my self-identity. It's that I found an opportunity that I can potentially, I can, uh, potentially expound upon that puts me in a situation to where I'm no longer needing this, this, that, and the third. Let's say, for instance, that Michael Jackson doppelganger. He gets booked at Vegas. He gets booked at certain places yeah. because we no longer have Michael Jackson, but this is clearly the next best thing. We can put some focus on his shit. We can get permissions from his family, whatever. But at the end of the day, he's building a lifestyle for himself through the identity of another. He understands I that he's not Michael that Jackson. I would say that Michael Jackson performer is a little bit different. Absolutely. Compared to these niggas that's trying to be the fake whoever. He performs. He gets paid for that. These niggas is just trying to he, look like these people. So what do you think about What do you think about Santa Claus? All these fake fuck Santa Claus. That's different, nigga. Is, is it different? Explain. They're portraying Santa Claus. Santa all Claus these different, different people. Santa, Santa, Claus is a, Santa Claus isn't even a real person, but these people are literally growing weights, growing beers, growing all types of shit, and then dressing like Santa Claus in order to generate some type of income because Santa Claus is an illusion, but people want to experience Santa Claus, but there is none. So if people want to experience Drake, but this nigga's takes is cheaper and he gives a good performance. Why not be drunk as fuck and go look at a fake Drake? I think you're you're talking about the external fashions of it. I'm talking about the internal. So if you're talking about how shit. how they should feel, as it's a like person, why do they lose the value in themselves? And that's like the downside of opportunity. I don't think opportunity. Everything's not about money that they want to lose themselves that's how to be someone some else. That's how they did it, though. That's some people, yeah. And not necessarily you us. Can't say that. We're going to be ourselves you regardless. Can't say that. But there's some people who don't find value in themselves and, and they see sad. opportunity. It's sad, but I mean, they're getting it by any means. And if that if that comforts them in their soul, I can't say anything about it. That's how they see I'm it. I'm a mirror, regardless. If you want to emulate me, I'm going to let you get your bag. I'm not going to cease and desist. But at the end of the day, there's only one Amir. And you can pretend to be me all day long. 
And I feel sorry for you that you don't have your own identity to monopolize, not monopolize, but to monetize. But at the end of the day, and that's where album was like, yeah, yeah. you should feel sorry. You should, feel, yeah, like, it's, it's sad. You should want to do that for yourself, then take someone else's image right. and try Some to. Some people don't know their own strength. But that that's really where my yeah. internal soul was like, damn, I feel sorry for these niggas that that want to be liked so bad that they choose to somebody else's persona. That's where I was trying to. Get. It's fucked up. <laughs> it, it, no, it is, but I, I'm not mad at them. Get your money. Mm-hmm. If you can pull it off. I guess. I guess. Drake's uh, not stopping him. No, he does that. Fake Drake just got like $5,000 for a fake show. Boom. For a show. Boom. So, whatever. I. And Drake talks about it in his lyrics. He was like, I ain't come out this season. Y'all niggas don't got no money coming in. Yeah. As soon as I drop, y'all niggas getting shows. It's a fact. I guess. I guess. Be yourself, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love yourself. Love yourself. Just think of <laughs> you niggas. Like, yo, fake niggas, man. I feel so sorry for them, bro. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the homeless. I feel bad for racists. I feel bad for... Oh, we'll get to the racists. People with identity crisis. I feel bad for a lot of people. Something's happened this week. We'll get to the racists in a little bit. Uh... <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, a pilot loses consciousness and a passenger lands the plane safely with instructions from the flight tower. And here's actually some of the audio from that because that is freaking wild. What was that Denzel Washington movie? Oh, Flight. Flight, yeah. Where he was saying it's cocaine and getting higher. <laughs> I was mad. He it, though. No, he did yeah, he not. saved he the saved plane. the plane. Yeah, he did. He did not You're thinking of Sully. You think this is a good fire? I'll give that nigga a little piece. Oh, there's a sound. I was about to say there's a sound. I was like, where's the sound? I was like, where's the sound? I got a serious situation here. My pilot. My pilot has gone incoherent. No idea how to fly the airplane, but I'm in 333 Lima Delta. Roger, what's your position? I have no idea. There's a corner in front of me, and I have no idea. What was the situation with the pilot? He is incoherent. He is out. Bruh. Three, Delta, Roger. Uh, try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh, descending for descending me. Descending where, bitch? Uh, push forward <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> shoulder and descend at a very slow rate. You just witnessed a couple passengers land that plane. Man, Nuts. they did a great job. He's like, what? Did the passengers land there, but that's correct. Oh my god. That's no flying experience. No flying experience. No flying experience. Quick thoughts so on the that nigga who coached him is getting the fucking raise. Yes. The nigga who f- landed the plane. He's probably now a pilot. He should sue. Fuck the fuck. Fuck the pilot. I would sue for a PTSD. The whole oh, plane is going to sue. Bro, you literally and have to probably land a plane. And pilot shortage because all these pilots are fucking Sweet. overworking. Yeah. And that was probably a result of it. Yeah. But so that's dangerous. Like I wouldn't have. Like if I was, if I would have went to dispatch and was like, "It's hey, land or die." They, he was like, <laughs> "Try to start lowering the plane." I would be like, "Nigga, where? I see the coast of Florida. And water? Am I landing in the water? Am I landing on top of buildings? Like, give me some further instructions." Yeah. And you just no, said, "Start lowering the plane." You know, some dude that played Flight Simulator. Yeah, that's it. You say that he, he was like, "I got it's my time to shine." I got 
goddamn. I've been preparing for this my whole life. I logged. Goddamn hero. <laughs> goddamn hero. Two years in flight simulator. Flight simulator. Worth of hours. Free on Game Pass. Game Pass, pay us. Let me figure it out. There was like just steady slowing down. He's like, He's like I did that in the, I did I that did. in the game. I did that. But <laughs> I think that was I think they landed. I think what he was saying was to land in the water because it doesn't make sense. Like. No, no, no. Landed on a landing strip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he he said I, a, he said I'm approaching the coast of Florida. He said, I see where is the landing here, strip? Here, here's the a video right Florida, here. Though? Here's the coast of the the video. The they, you can see him like landing. Oh yeah. real quick. But that doesn't make uh, you know, on the beach. You're not no, giving me enough content. If he lands in the water, the land the water is too rough and will like split the plate yeah. in half. They right, put him on a landing strip. Here's him landing. See? That's the airport. airport. Yeah, he yes. landed at the he airport. But he was in the ocean when they was landing. No, he said he's at the coast. He sees the coast. That's it. He said, I see the coast. Which means that he was in the ocean. Yeah, he was above the ocean. Right. And that's him landing the plane. He said, you gotta descend now. He said, hold it and slowly start descending. Nigga, you landed. start descending at 30,000 feet. So. Right. so basically, they were entering Florida. That nigga passed out. He was like, okay. We're on autopilot, I'm on the right trajectory, and then it was just like, start lowering it now. Yeah. Okay, so as long as that's the good the narrative, because at first I thought he was just in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific, I don't know which, I don't know my directions, but I thought he was over water with no, well, no airship nah. in sight, and that nigga was just like, I'm just flying. Nah, nah. But, but you're right in the whole plane is soaring. I would sue the fuck out of them for paying this up. That's a small plane, though. Yeah, there was maybe about twenty niggas on there. Yeah, that's not a but still plane. But still, I would sue. uh, Still, that plane. If you don't land it, everyone dies on that. You're a millionaire at that point because you was under so much undue stress because your pilot fell asleep. Yeah, but you got now. Now you got to pay me for landing this plane. You didn't go on an airline. So, you how much pay. money are you gonna get from suing them? It's, I mean, a pri- it's a private company. They're still getting money. Yes, mm-hmm. they got money somewhere. They, they own a plane. They got insurance. That Sell the fucking plane. Sell it's the not plane. like it's a G five. No, that was one of the wind propellers. Yeah, planes. when you gotta turn it, calls <laughs> about twenty people max. Yeah, but still, uh, oops. good job for him on landing that plane because yeah, it could have right. been a lot worse. Good job to him. I hope you get your money's worth. Get your job. money, because yeah. you deserve it for that shit. For reals. Uh, next up, Coinbase. They warned users that they could lose their money. Uh, they could lose their crypto holdings if the company goes bankrupt. And that comes this week, where everything is basically, well, was still yeah. going down. And they decided to come out and let everyone know that yeah. now. Uh, quick thoughts on that. Um, if you lose anything in crypto, it's your fucking fault. And I'm just going to be plain and simple, except for that Terra Luna shit that happened. Long story short, like, you shouldn't leave your coins on any exchange. Because an exchange is centralized. Like, they have to report to certain government officials. They have to actually, like, have certain standards. But if you get your money off the exchange and put it into your crypto wallet, you can literally sell your coins to a different exchange. It's actually not underwater. So if you want in exchange to hold your coins, exactly. that's on you. So say for instance, if I had a million dollars worth of Dogecoin, right? And instead of transferring it to my cold wallet, which is a hard drive that just keeps my crypto illegal on the exchange. If the exchange goes bankrupt, I can't sell my Dogecoin. Yeah, I'll say what are some examples of other wallets other than Coinbase then? Oh, so say for instance, there's different types of wallets. There's hot wallets and there's cold wallets, right? Hot, hot wallets. wallets are connected to the internet. So that's um, 
uh, Coinbase wallet. That could be um, Meta wallet. It could be many different type of wallets, but they're connected to. Is the that internet. MetaMask? MetaMask. They just got hacked this. They just too. got hacked as well. Yeah. So at the end of the day, all of your stuff is not only um, exposed to the turbulence and volatility of the market. If that exchange go bankrupt, they can't pay you for selling your coins. So here's a quick uh, quote from what they said. Uh, and I quote, because custodial held crypto assets may be considered to be property of a bankruptcy estate, in the event of bankruptcy, the crypto assets we hold in custody on behalf of our customers could be subject to bankruptcy proceedings, and such customers could be treated as our general unsecured creditors. Right, exactly, and which means you would be in debt. And so say for instance, if instead, I was to buy a million Dogecoin and move it to a cold wallet, which is a wallet that's on a hard drive or something like that, that's not connected to any exchange, mm -hmm. I can take my million Dogecoin and go to KuCoin and be like, hey, I want to sell my currency to you. Yeah. And they'll give me fiat currency for the exchange of my Dogecoin because they're not bankrupt. But if you keep your shit under their custodial rule, that means that it's their asset. You're just holding it's nothing it's, it's just the same but, as a bank account so it's set, yeah i was just gonna say it's that. Just like a bank that's they why got you your money get, but they're over there using it for other shit. get and, your fucking but it's not insured like a bank it's where not you, FDIC you got insured. Yeah, exactly it's, so it's, if you lose it you lose it so, so if you're yeah. into cryptocurrency buy a cold wallet it's a hard drive you see a lot of rappers wearing them around their neck of surrounding and change and shit. get your fucking money off of the exchanges because no matter what if one exchange goes bankrupt and the other one doesn't your coins are going to be just as valuable on this exchange if you was to so transfer it to them. Mm -hmm. But if you want to keep your shit on an exchange, what happens to the exchange is going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you if you want to pay the price, transfer it. It's only going to cost like 30, 40 bucks. You're going to lose some coins, but now your coins are yours. Not the exchanges, they're yours. You should make a video on Two Crypto News on how people should secure their stuff. Yes, it's cold should. or cold. Hot or cold. And we just bought my mama cold storage wallet for Mother's Day. You should break that down. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, I need to we're know. not playing that shit. Because I need to we're know, and I'm sure there's other people who will like to know the difference between you hot or cold and get it having it on a market. Cold storage, no hacks. Hot storage, you're connected to the internet. All your shit can get stolen. Anything on that, Jamal, quick? Not at all. Leave it to the crypto Leave, it, leave it to the crypto That's all I was like. I got it over here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, next up, we have a baby formula shortage. Uh, it's crazy that this is happening now that they're telling us no abortions. All these fucking babies are being... <laughs> pandemic babies everywhere. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Jamal, it's, what do you have to say about that? I'm going to pull up the article and read I some stuff. I think it's more but, of the uh, supply chain... Thing. That's what they're saying. Most of it yeah, is on the supply, it's supply chain. chain, and they'll figure that out. It's not gonna be a. It's not gonna be. It says out of stock rates for baby formula climbed to more than forty percent. Yeah, but it's not gonna be a big thing. I'm gonna say they'll this. figure it out. Ideally, you will want. You know, ideally, it doesn't seem like a big issue because That's we are huge. mammals, and you know, we are created to produce our own sustenance for yes. our infants. But there are certain situations, like with my son, he was allergic to his mother's breast milk. Mm. And so we had Gotta to the go through formula. certain programs in order to get our formula. 
because he had to have uh, Elecare, which had a certain hypoallergenic formula to where he can sustain nutrition because he couldn't feed from his mother. Mm -hmm. So there are certain situations where, and yes, this is not going to affect the mother because all she can do is, you know, tough tits, no pun intended. Yeah. You just got to breastfeed. You know, it hurts. It's uncomfortable. But for those certain situations where you're not producing enough milk or your baby is allergic to your milk, you have to have those supplies available. And so right now I have a kid on the way and my son, he was actually allergic to his mother's milk. We have three cases of milk that we could have thrown out because my son stopped bottle feeding, but we kept it because, I don't know why we kept it, but clearly we kept it for a reason because, you know, right now we're having that infant and they could potentially still be allergic to their mother's milk. So now we have like 60 containers of milk from what we had with that we don't want to qualify for. Right. So worst case scenario, like it's it could be. You got some stuff on reserve just in case. It could be a huge thing, but it can also, you know, correct itself because that's the one thing that America wants to keep producing. That's our biggest economy is babies. Mm-hmm. We want to protect the babies. We want to keep having them. 18 years. 18 years. <laughs> Please don't start. But, but yeah, I definitely think that um, it's it's a sad thing, but it's more of, it's more so the babies who can't feed from their mothers you that should, are in jeopardy. You shouldn't stretch it out there. Like, don't stretch the formula. Always put exactly the right amount. The medications. Yeah, because that's what babies, that's what they're doing right now. Parents are trying to stretch it, and it's causing babies to have seizures. Yeah, it's malnutrition. They're having seizures because of the malnutrition. They're not getting enough. Give them what they need um, from the required amount yeah. of formula. And so if you're really struggling, don't stretch it. Go to your doctor. Go to your primary caregiver. Go to different hospitals and be like, "Look, my baby needs this. It doesn't have this." Some government agencies, some hospitals, some doctor's office will have something for your child. You just have to make sure that you're not cutting corners because it's it's life. You can't do that. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. But I'm prepared. There ain't no milk shortage over here. Don't do we got that. cases on cases. <laughs> you ain't worried about nothing. I ain't worried about Me shit. Me, I ain't worried about nothing. <laughs> and, and my girl produced milk. So we good as long as the baby's not allergic to it. As long as the baby's not allergic to it. Uh, yeah, so I guess that solved that one a little easier. But here's my, here's my pet peeve of the day. Madonna's old ass needs to sit her 63-year-old ass down. Oh, she's 63? She's 63. Wow, she looks fucking 40. <laughs> you think she looks good with all those? You see all that? I didn't say she looks good. I said oh, she looks 40. Okay. So, she let me post all the videos <laughs> and stuff here so you guys can see what we're talking about. Uh, so, she's launching, like, an NFT with this shit, I think. And... Just post it. Yeah. I'm it again. Uh, we're, no, we're not watching it. I'm just posting it for these guys. He said I'm sick of this mother. Uh, what do you guys have to say about uh, Madonna, her having the tree grow out her vagina to start the video to address her? I wanted this Madonna shit off the fucking record. <laughs> you did not want to talk, talk about, about this. Because <laughs> she's been doing crazy shit. She had the fake ass. Her lips is fake. Her face is like Botoxed up. Like, I'm... I'm to be completely honest, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things that I want to address, right? So number one, we have the abortion thing going on in America, where that's a huge issue, right? Oh my god! And so you know, I don't give a fuck about what Madonna does with her body or whatever it may be. That's her life. But as far as like um, 
you know, this particular ad goes, I feel like number one is very cringeworthy. Um, the tree growing, first of all, the vulva on the screen, like I didn't expect to see pussy lips. I'm sorry, I didn't, I, I wasn't expecting it. And right, then to right see, in the first and second. And then to see the vines <laughs> grow out of the hole of the vulva, I was like, okay, this is a little bit much. And then a whole tree came from it, um, which is interesting because it's basically saying that her vagina is the portal to life, maybe. Um, and, and they're basically associating, you know, creating life with uh, nature. But in my opinion, I do believe that she could have did it a different way. I do believe that it's like a political effort because of the whole Roe versus Wade thing that's going on. And she's basically trying to emphasize that life comes from the woman. Mm -hmm. But I believe that the way that she did it was... Um, she's looking for, what's that term? Um, she just wants... Where you're just trying to get a reaction out of people. What is that called again? But that's essentially what she's trying to do with this, for it to not hold up. She, I think she's like in the middle of like her midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. Although she's 63, she should have been past that because she's a most famous pop whatever. She didn't get to experience that until now. So now that she's older, she's probably feeling like she has to put her footprint down. Do something yeah. Yeah. to make people talk about her again. Yeah. And and like I said, I feel like it came at a decent time, but I feel like it was way too raunchy and vulgar. Like, nobody needs to see her giving birth to a tree and the tree hanging out of her coochie the whole entire time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think that was, I think it was too explicit and she could have got the point across, regardless if she's pro-life, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of things going on in our political atmosphere where this could have been helpful. Yeah. But I believe that the vulgarity takes away from the actual message. Like, I do believe that humanity should be desensitized and nudity is overly, like, explicitized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I don't think that we should have taken two offense, but the way that she did it, with the vines crawling out of her coochie, like, I was fine just seeing the titties in the coochie. Yeah. But seeing vines grow out of her coochie, that was, like, a little bit too much. A little much. It was too vulgar. Like, she could have spread this message differently. Yes. Yeah. Jamal, anything? No. That was it. He did talk. not want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I like you. Think it's a little too much. Uh, there's other ways to get attention in this day and age other than this. I understand she's trying to get a lot of eyes of attention for NFT purposes because that's such a bubble right now where you can you can literally probably take a picture of us if we were big enough. Put it on an NFT and someone will fucking buy that shit. So like I I get it. You're trying to do something to make people buy it so they will come and buy your NFT. You get money, they get money, everyone does wins. Does she have children? I don't think she does. Madonna, so what the fuck is she still working for? I don't she think Madonna does, has I think kids. she has kids. Does Madonna she does have a kid. Have kids? She had a couple. Okay, that's all that matters. I guess she guess she adopts. I think this one's hers. This one's definitely hers. That's her, her Lordress? Yeah, yeah Lordress. So she does adopt too, I think. Yeah. That's she says she has kids. She has six kids. Okay. This article says. Alright, so run And Lordis Leon is her her kid. Carlos Leon is her yeah, I'm not gonna go through all the kids' names, but she does yeah, have but kids. No, as, I mean run it up. Run it up. Run it up. 
Run it up. Get your money. Do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. A little extreme, but whatever. whatever. NFT is causing a lot of extremes to happen. It's happening. Try it's to get your bag if you can, I guess. I'm trying to. Um. Oh gosh, here we go. Uh, next up, the video of the young white boy that goes to the black neighbor's house with a whip. Yeah. It starts banging on their door. The parents try to conf uh, confront the parent, and they bring out a gun. I'll post the video here as we watched it beforehand. No, we didn't. We did it? No. Oh, you never seen it? You didn't see it? No. Oh my what? gosh. Here we go. So there's three but different I don't want to be angry. You're going to be angry. You're, you're probably going to be angry. Don't watch, watch it. There's a first part. A little kid coming up to the door. Hold the fuck up. Little kid with a whip at your fucking door. How old is he? How old is he? Look, nigga, Stuart, little ass nigga yeah, with the glasses. Eight. He's like oh. nine, bro. Come on, what fam. What is he saying? He you saying boy, you better get your ass from off my porch beating on my door like this. I will call the police. You need to leave. Here's clip Don't number one. I'll post for you guys. What I find dumb funny is when you open the door, he like jumps. He's like, oh shit. Oh no. I didn't He's like, I wasn't expecting something to come. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so so here's part two. We actually cook the father of the that family goes in. Oh wait, why did I go to Madonna? Uh here we go. Part two. And I'll post this in the chat as well. Chat. Uh here we go. This is the father going over there trying to talk to him about the kid. We can't even have a conversation with him. That mean that's hard. That's part two. Yes, Let me show you the video. If you come outside and talk like an adult, then maybe we can figure it out. I'm trying to have a civil conversation. We can take it somewhere else if you want to. No, no. that knock. No. And then that statement right there. We can take it somewhere else if you want to. It's like, oh, bro. I'm not coming outside. Yeah, I'm in the other. All right, call the cops. That he can no, like that do the thing. And it's not a boy, it's a daughter. They have a daughter. Oh, maybe they have a son. For those two. We had beef before. Our son is 13. He doesn't even go to Lewis. Can you come look at and our they scratch his, he scratched the car. He scratched the car. Yeah, with the whip. We have the neighbor does. The neighbors had a video. So I'm not gonna play that whole two and a half minute, but here is the part three where the guy takes out the gun. <laughs> it is only like. I'm, oh my god! Oh my god! Do it! Nobody get it! Oh, he oh shot it? God. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's too much. Who shot, shot it? The white guy? The white guy. They scared of us, anyways. Thoughts. Quick thoughts on this, y'all. They scared of us. shot it. So, my whole thing about it is, right? It, okay, so let me let's just dissect this. If okay, dissect so it, if my son, right, mm -hmm. was a part of a school and and his colleague, his this white boy, came to my house with a whip, I'm calling the authorities. Mm -hmm. 
because not only am I not going to knock on his fucking racist ass dad's door, but I'm also not going to confront a little kid, regardless if they're on property or not. They yeah. don't match for me. I can snap his neck with a with a, with a snap of a finger, whatever the case yeah. may be. So I have no place in in rectifying the situation. I feel like the best course of action is to try to get the authorities involved because if I was to involve myself, I feel like there are certain things based It'll upon my trauma, more. right? With being a Black American, I probably would take some type of offense. When that little boy, like, I don't know where the whip came from. I don't, it could have been a sex whip. Could have been. And the guy, and the, and the boy just was just like, oh, I hear my mom screaming off this shit. I'm going to go hurt them. So I really don't know what the case could possibly be, but I wouldn't have went to his home. Hell I would have yeah. called the authorities and filed a complaint. Hell yeah. Let the cops go talk to Let the it. cops figure it out. Because I'm, I'm not going, I know white people kill black people in the street. Racism is taught and children learn from your actions. Mm-hmm. And clearly, what is shown in that household being taught, he was like, I'm going to get this whip and intimidate these black people. So imagine what else is being taught in that household for him to be confident enough. He was told to do it. To get the whip. Go over there and bang on the door of these black people. I don't think he was told to do it. No, he had to have been. I don't know. I don't think so. Be a man. Go over there. Like no, you don't I don't know. know. You don't know, bro. I don't think so. His, his son could have got shot right there on my doorstep. Yeah. That could have been an option too. That could have happened. I didn't know. What, I didn't know who was being. I didn't see a white kid at my door with a whip. Trauma. Like. You gonna send your kid over there to get his shit shot off? That's no. who. That's gross. But, no, but some people think they're parent. untouchable. Some people think they're untouchable. Nah. He mm. wouldn't know no parent would. We, we, no, no, we can't talk about no no no. Because parents do a lot of fucked up shit to their kids. That's true. And, that is true. And I, I can't sit here in truth, faith, and conscience and say that parents don't do shit to their kids. Because parents real loud are horrible parents. Yes. And they put their children in situations that they would never do themselves. Do themselves. Because they, they're they projecting through their children. So it's like, I would never let my insecurity put my child in danger, but everybody's not a mirror. I can agree with that, though. I can, I won't say the parents definitely did it, but I can see that as an option. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, go, go man up, go handle. Yeah. yeah, I can see that being a potential option of what could happen. Yeah, maybe. And he was like, you know what? Yeah. No. Maybe, yeah. No. Where if but, I would have kicked that nigga in his head, yeah, I would have went to jail and got shot up in my driveway. Still dropway. wild to see. Oh, it's crazy. Regardless, uh, racism is still alive, clearly. And, and to be honest, I probably, like, right now I'm thinking logically. If, if that, that shit happened to me in real life, if that life, happened to you, I probably would have not thinking like way that. different. If you don't get your. She was college. Especially my baby mom. My baby mom is not tolerating that shit. I'm not tolerating that shit either. She's not tolerating. She's, she's. I'm like, you got to to the count of three before I'm coming outside and looking at your ass. That's dead. That would be dead. That wouldn't be. You know what? I'm I'm all cap. I'm all cap. That shit would have been totally different. On my porch. And you know they were wrong because when he went to confront the father, yeah, he he, he started aggressively as a black guy, which wasn't the best way. But then the white guy was like, we've been had beef. And I'm just like, y'all Yeah, that's what I knew. I was like, oh, it's on. It's on sight. Now he's like, we've been, he was, and the wife was like, we never had beef. My son doesn't even go to your son's school. My son goes to a different school. (laughs) I don't know you, bro. Oh, man. Crazy times we're living in. Is it though? Yeah. Not really. A little bit. Crazy shit been going on since the dawn of time. It's just more in our face. I guess. 
I guess that's is this more easily ex- accessible. Uh, yeah, accessible that we can see. Crazy. It's kind of like back in the day, like when uh, they first went to Afghanistan and on the internet it was still pretty new. But we were the generation that was like niggas randomly seeing beheading video videos on the internet, and we were like, "Whoa, what's this?" It's always been happening. Yeah, but but now it's on a grander scale than yeah. what we were so is it ten crazy? years ago. No, is it crazy that we can see it easily? Yeah, yes. got it. Fair I'm enough. Not, I'm not surprised. Biblical times was even crazier. We got four more topics. True. Let's get on out of here. Let's go back to our. Uh, we used to do the rapid fire for like the last couple, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's go ahead and knock this out. Uh, so Finland to apply to NATO without delay as Russian threatens retali- retaliatory steps. That's what Russia gets. That's what they get. It's necessary at this yeah. point. So especially that it's going to put up that steel court, uh, curtain like they did, no, that wall or whatever. No, 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 this was a steel curtain. That was their steel curtain. It was supposed to be NATO cannot... Be involved in any of these countries. Oh, with Finland and Poland, yeah, and, yeah, and mm. Ukraine. Now that's over with. And so, oh, what does that mean? The, so they out. So he's just more pissed off. Yeah, he's, he's a super bad guy. But Put a cape on him. He's super bad. He's doing exactly <laughs> what he was trying to prevent. Like he's making it because you know Finland is on their western border, right, Jamal? Their mm-hmm. western border. That is what. And yes. then also, not only. Is Finland thinking about Sweden. it? So is Sweden. Sweden, and so that control that whole Black Sea area right there, where they're so Russia loses the ports. And so yeah. not only do they lose their ports, but they also have NATO right on their borders, controlling import exports, a military presence, and all that shit. Say, and they just say, he didn't have to have it like that. And they did say a coup was all underway in Russia to try to get Putin under. Taken down, yeah. They did say, I did see that at least five times this week of different people saying that something's underway yeah. uh, for cancer ridden. And that's what the words they said cancer ridden. So maybe he has cancer, he's just delusional at this point. Nope, I definitely think that he is a cancer. Like, he, like, you have to realize his trajectory. Like, he's not just a regular nigga. Like, he didn't go to, he, like, he's not a, like us. He has certain trainings and certain history and certain ideologies that's instilled into him. And and he feels like he may be untouchable. And with that being said, it's just like, and and, and that's understandable. And that's understandable, but he can't be mad at Finland and Sweden, nor can he be mad at Ukraine with the shit that he's pulling right now. Like, I don't watch the news specifically because of Ukraine. And the simple fact that Ukraine is on their border and had the thought of joining NATO. Because if I was feeling I'd be I'd be like, you to get the applications are open, let's yeah. do it. Because what's stop we're on their border too. What's so stop what's stopping them from coming, coming over here once we get more democratic, yeah. once we get more, you know, what's stopping us? What's stopping them from doing that to us? And so as they can see, United States has been a United States and the EU has been a great help to the cause mm-hmm. of Ukraine. They would, and not, they want, they they would want not be able to withstand with Russia without and they're not NATO. They're not NATO. Yeah. So imagine the perks that come with NATO. Yeah. This the thing is like, NATO. okay. Okay. Because y'all give Ukraine all this shit and they're not even close to being NATO. So y'all giving us an application. They're basically NATO. They're getting all the money that but, NATO But imagine that. Have, <laughs> they said they're going to fast track. They said this shit can come as soon as tomorrow. It's, it's Tomorrow's Monday. They said the decision can come as soon as tomorrow, and they say they can fast track the process. Yeah, they're trying to get. So in. we'll see. Yeah. But I really do think that with this, the the social political climate that's going on right now, we're going to see some shit like we're used to seeing, 
um, in our history that is unfathomable. Like we've seen not a, we've seen domestic terrorism, That's we've true. seen That's pandemics, true. we've seen. I understand that, but we've seen a lot of in our one lifetime. We see a lot of once in a lifetime. That's the one thing that they will never do because the world is so globalized. Our, our, all our um, GDPs are synced up. Yeah. All our economies are synced up. The one thing the world doesn't want is a world war. Mm-hmm. That that'll never happen in our time. Unless Russia gets out of fucking control. I don't think they will. But what if they do? Mutually assured destruction is the end game. Yeah. So that's why they can't ever use a nuke because then everyone loses. Um, Not everyone. No, they have something called mutually assured destruction between countries. If one nuke is used, everyone, everyone uses their go. nukes. Everyone loses. That's what mutually. <laughs> everyone loses. So the plate is a wrap. If one, if. So like that's why he keeps bringing up tactical nukes with Russia because they say if he's thinks he's if he feels he is losing and going to lose, what's gonna stop him from not using one of the tactical nukes that they have because they are the number one nuclear powerhouse in the world. So, but have they have more than the U.S. They're number one. I was like, and I don't think that I, I mean to be honest, I don't trust anything. So they may say that, but I definitely think that the U.S. got some shit under their sleeve, oh, especially yeah, after yeah. Donald Trump's Russia presidency. Russia has sick stuff under their sleeve. I get it, but after Donald Trump's presidency, the military probably got some shit, shit. Like some I shit, hope shit. so. Hope they got the spaceship ready because Russia already said they got the space weapons ready. How much did Trump? <laughs> how much did Trump give the uh, military during his presidency? Well, Billions, right? It's like thirty, nothing, forty. Nothing yeah. that any other president has. Given yeah. The military. They're all giving billions. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, Nike lawsuit against StockX. Uh, so it's actually started from NFTs where Nike says trademark infringement uh, in the NFT StockX was selling. So StockX is using Nikes for the NFTs. Uh, so basically, that was the first lawsuit. So this week, Nike added on that they're, uh, that StockX is selling counterfeit products. And they said they proved this by buying four random shoes from StockX and they were all counterfeit. So, <laughs> quick thoughts on that. Uh, this is essentially the conglomerate in Nike versus the reseller in StockX, which is for the people who have the money who want to pay extra for something they want right now. I'm not mad at it. What do you have to say about Stop that? Stop trying to fuck up my shoe company. What's your so maybe reseller? Nike just buy StockX. No, Why would they just do that? I don't think so. They should just bury them under lawsuits and make them no longer. That's, that's what they're essentially doing now. Yeah, they're like, hey, we'll just destroy everything that makes you guys them. you. We have ten times as much money as y'all. They do. They do. <laughs> fucking they do. bury these fucking peons. Tell yeah. everybody the shoes is fake, and then the shoes would be devalued at that point. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, on StockX would be devalued. Where's StockX yeah, located? China? No, no. This is all resellers though. It's, it's a, a reseller, reseller site. So it's like me going to sell my shoes. So <laughs> it's eBay for shoes. The, yes. yes. The best example of this is like the PS5, where everyone who wants the PS5, they can't get the PS5 because they're not available like that still because of the, the shortages sure. for everything. So it's super hard to get it. So if you want the PS5, you're going to have to pay more than what retail is because there is supply and demand. 
They got the supply, and if you really want it, you're gonna have to pay more than retail. And that's the and, problem and, with instant gratification. Yes, instant gratification will fuck you up on all fronts. You'll fuck around and get STDs and all types yes. of shit, trying to like, be instantly gratified. Yes. So that's the whole thing right now. Nike versus StockX. I think Nike <laughs> is uh, going to. They're gonna definitely ride this out as long as they can. They have the money. StockX is for the people, but if the company says they're selling counterfeit stuff, and, and that was the thing, I read some stuff that people were saying that like, the shoes that Nike is getting, that they're from StockX that they're saying is counterfeit, yeah. they're all coming from like the same plant, the same manufacturer, the same material, but Nike is only offering, saying they all only need like a million copies of these, only need a hundred copies of these. Mm. So the extra, extra materials is being used to make extra shoes, and those shoes is what makes it to StockX. Uh. So Nike is saying they're not real because that's not part of our order, order. but technically it is because it's the same material, same manufacturer, same location, it just wasn't part of their original batch. It's a rug pull. <laughs> We're seeing some crazy corporate game but being it's played. The same shoe. Yep, Listen, I'm from it. New York I'm where I can buy it. I'm from New York where I can go down to Manhattan and go inside a couple of warehouses and get some brand new Jordans that you wouldn't even know was not real because it's the same shit. Cause from the same location, everything was just wasn't a part of the original like, batch. New York is so <laughs> New York is so risky for me. Um, I miss New York sometimes, but I'm then I have to go with you. But then I it's too like heck. It. Like New York. Even now, like although I'm from New York and I lived in New York, even now when I go back, I can only stay there for like a week tops. Yeah. Because it's one, it's expensive as fuck for everything now. Mm. And two, it's like everything in New York is essentially here, but in maybe not the grandeur of levels. Yeah, and it's, it's also very overwhelming. Like, I went when I was It is eight, a very overwhelming city old. for someone who's never been in New York. I went when I was eight years old. And I was like, first of all, there's too many people, too many buildings, too many lights, too many cars, too many. It was just, there's just a lot. And then it was too many haggles. Like, I could buy anything everywhere and none of it seemed real. It was just a lot. It's a concrete jungle. You make it there, you can make it anywhere. But I do want to go as an adult because I feel like I would experience it differently than as an eight year old. Right now, I, I think, hate New York. Yeah. But you should go as an adult. You go as an adult, you think you appreciate and you'll enjoy yourself. I might. Because there's things you could do as an adult you can't do as a kid. Clearly. I was at the will of <laughs> Clearly. Uh, last two topics. Black led company Outro just snagged Jay-Z as an investor. And their goal is to help build great credit through existing pending habits, spending habits, like Spotify, Netflix, and other monthly charges. Smart nigga. Thoughts. It's smart because niggas is always paying. Like at the end of the day, I do believe that Jay Z is one of those philanthropists that's trying to change culture and put people in position to be great. Yeah. So the simple fact that we do religiously pay for things like gas and um, um, subscriptions and this is that and the third, why shouldn't that? Contribute to our credit history. It, it, we're consistently paying it. Like yeah. clearly. So, so here's a quote from these guys on from their how it works. Uh, and our quote: With all the other available data to demonstrate a personal fiscal responsibility, there's no excuse to continue to rely on outdated methods like credit cards and loan payments, which are predatory and exclusionary at best. Said Outro co-founder and CEO Michael Broughton. 
Uh, Perch has proven the demand for more accessible forms of credit building. And now Ultra has been creating a movement bringing financial empowerment to all. Uh, the app even allows for users to see a quicker shift in their credit scores. However, what makes this fintech stand apart is its commitment to financial literacy education. Through over 350 snippets, people can learn about cryptocurrency trading and investing. So that's from them. It's smart. And, and at the end of the day, like there are certain things that I pay on a religious basis, like my rent, my electricity, my gas, my mm -hmm. phone, my this, my that. And so you should judge me based upon how I live my life not what my debts are because yeah. at the end of the day when it comes to building a family and building you know a foundation there are certain things that have to take the back burner only because there's more pertinent things um you know for your household so i believe that if he's building a program that takes account of all the things that you're doing with your money then it would look way better on your credit because niggas ain't just fucking off. Like there's some people who fuck off all their money, but there are some people who use every dime to make sure that their family lives a certain quality yep. of life. And that stuff should be taken into account because my kids need Disney Plus. Yeah. My kids need, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like my kids need electricity, they need certain shit. And so I'm, I'm faithful with the shit that I need. But all this extra shit that y'all need might not reflect so positively on my commitment to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Polar, good morning. Uh, good Jamal, morning. any thoughts on that? <sighs> Using these streaming services and other monthly payments for credit. See, it sounds like you're on the other side of where. Yeah, I don't agree with that shit. The fuck? Elaborate. Because it doesn't, it doesn't fall back on the company necessarily. If you don't pay your monthly expenses, Expression, well, your subscription, it just cut you off. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, if you don't pay your rent, you get kicked out. You get kicked out. <laughs> like, but, but if you do pay religiously, how does that reflect positively on your spending habits? What do you mean? It, it goes positively on your credit score. No, not not paying rent, not paying electricity, not paying. It doesn't rent. hurt. Yes, it does. It, it doesn't it do does. anything for anything. They say your rent is a part of credit. Oh, yeah, no, rent no, is a part of rent credit. Rent isn't a part of your credit. Score is a part of your, your rental history. No, your history. rental history. history yeah. yes. Not your credit history. That we're talking that's, about yeah. credit. But they do want you to rental. They do want you to have some type of rental credit when you're getting houses and stuff like that. It's, it's not, it's your rental history, yeah. not but credit. It's, it's, that's, you're using credit as like a, no, it's like, are they you want, a good no, renter or the not? No, but the credit companies want to know that like you had some type of history of paying for somewhere to stay for when it comes for a house, whether it's an apartment or you stay somewhere you pay your rent. Or, or I could help live with my mom for 10 years and have amazing credit and not need any rental history. Like the rental history is just like, if I need to lease some shit, are you gonna pay my rent? Yeah. Credit history is, if I give you this money, will I get my money back? Yeah. That's two different things. Like. In my opinion, it's but credit is credit. Credit is credit. So rental history, 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 I get it. I what about get, a car? What I about a car loan though? That goes on your credit. Your car loan, your car loan goes on your credit, and car loans directly affect your credit. Yeah. So the simple fact that I need this car and I'm paying for this car, it should directly benefit me when yeah. it comes to my credit. I mean, the simple fact that the simple fact that I'm asking you for electricity, you're saying okay, I'll give you electricity as long as you pay me a certain amount. If I'm paying a certain amount, just like you gave me a car, if I'm paying a certain amount, it should benefit my credit. In my yes. opinion. It does. It, it doesn't. Does. 
Georgia Power does not benefit my credit. Georgia Natural Gas does not benefit my credit. Oh, Holy no, Creek no, no. Apartments does not benefit my I pay all these shits religiously. Netflix. I pay Hulu. All that shit, I pay religiously. So that should be Part more ambiguous. But if you too. don't pay it, what If happens? I don't no. pay it, it gets cut off. And if I don't pay for my car, it gets repossessed. What, what happens if you don't if pay, I don't for, pay your... for my mortgage, I get foreclosed. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, the that, same concept. That goes, that goes on your credit. History. If you don't yeah. pay, you get your shit took. Yeah. Same thing. That with, goes on your credit. Same thing with cell phones. Same thing with internet. Same thing. Internet with goes on your credit. No, it doesn't. Some of it does. No, it doesn't. If so, say if I have Spectrum and I'm paying for internet uh-huh. and I leave Spectrum and I still have a bill and I still didn't turn in my equipment, that will go then they, they they'll yeah. be like, oh, that will go into collections because you owe me some yeah. fucking money. Yes, that's but what I'm saying. Cable, 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 and but internet only if you fuck you. them over. Yeah, it only affects you with them if you don't pay. Right. Yeah. If you don't pay, then they'll fuck with your credit. But if you're paying, if you're paying, you're paying you're not it has show, no benefit for, for your credit, yeah. though. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. That's the difference. That's what you're saying. So that yeah. shit like that should be... It should be positively reflected on your that. attention I agree on, on paying that. your debts. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Did you change your mind or still no? No, I agree with what y'all said. Certain shit needs to be credit approved. But you gotta think of the culture. What do you mean? What culture? The culture. What culture? The culture hasn't done shit for me. The culture, the streets coming. Fuck. I'm just, I'm just talking about. We're talking about Jay Z. We're the talking about. We're talking about the philanthropist Jay Z and how he's trying to change culture. I, don't I do believe that this is a way. The streets got me fucked up too. Yeah. But if the streets don't got me fucked up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want that product to be able to subserve me. It's like I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day. He's trying to build a product that helps people who are Damn. counted out of the Just system. Just got a fucking mod in the chat. Polo, you got to be here on time, man. <laughs> Jeez. As we grow, more mods will be here. <laughs> that was supposed to be Kev, but Kev couldn't make he it today either. Yeah. He's like the cybersecurity guy for us. He's like the bouncer. He'll be our bouncer. He's like, you going to check and make sure y'all do what y'all got to do in the chat. Yeah. Uh, but last but not least, some good and positivity before we get out of here. Uh, it's actually a quick video, quick soundbite. Uh, J. Cole kept his words to one of his fans, uh, and I just figured it was a hey, good way to kind of just... I don't care about you. Happy birthday. About three months later, Osarge, who was in high school at the time, got a call from Cole who invited her to meet him in person. She came with a letter for the Dreamville boss, and she opened up about her upbringing. In the letter, it says all I went through. With being adopted, my parents being hooked on drugs, in and out of prison. At the time, both parents were in prison, so I asked story. him, can he come to my graduation since this they came? Cole told her that he would show up at her high school graduation <laughs> if she got into a four-year university. Writing at the time, you couldn't even I take read your letter twice now. You couldn't even take the If you get into a four-year university, go. She was ultimately accepted so into college, and sure oh, enough, J. Cole kept his promise and attended her high school graduation. On Wednesday, May 11th, J. Cole was photographed at the graduation. She documented the occasion on Twitter with two photos of herself with the Grammy Award winning MC. She wrote in the caption, This is for all the fans that waited, the that hated, old hoes we dated, look mama, we made it. Which of course are lyrics to Cole's new toast mm-hmm. single, Nobody's oh, Perfect. She later admitted to <laughs> really the That's basically it. I just thought that was really dope, man. Like to have the like 
to support of your favorite artist who actually kept his word and showed up to your graduation. Like, yeah. I think that's dope. You might be. I think it's dope. I definitely do. Um, it doesn't really speak volumes, only because it's just like this is just one thing that you followed up. Yeah. I mean, you followed up on it. Pool is cute and all. Um, she's definitely gonna get mad out from it. Um, I just consider it charity. Like he was just like, hey, this is some motivation. Oh, you did what you said you were gonna do. I'm gonna follow up on my word. Is it changing society? I don't. I didn't say anything about changing it's cute. society. It's cute. I didn't say let's end this shit on something positive. That's it. <laughs> That's you attended the graduation. We had so much start off so rough with the shootings from this week, and you had a lot of hard hitting topics in here. To I guess this is put, a light note. Put eggs. That's all it was. Like something on a light note instead of just like, oh, last topic, we're out of here. It's like, not that impressive, but it's a night note. I, oh, I feel man. like that's pretty impressive. It, 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 it's nothing. It's not like world changing, it's not, but it from the aspect he, of seeing an artist willing to do that for a he fan. His word. He doesn't have to do that for a no. fan. No. So like I appreciate like he took the time out to do that. Yeah. So for her, that means a lot more to her than, than it would to us. But I see that the the actions in him to do that for a it man. Was commitment. It, to to it keep shows that how committed pushing. he is. Yeah. It, it is clap worthy, like you said. It's not world changing, not life changing. But sometimes we need some positivity in this world. J. Cole like, didn't come to my high school graduation. Maybe you, I would have had a Did you ask him? Love. You didn't ask did him. you ask him? I didn't think it wasn't even hot back then. I'm, I'm pretty sure he wasn't a thing back then. Nah, what, not, what was that like? not in oh, 2010. 2010? Oh, he was a thing. He, he was, was like a, a he, was, he was a freshman. He just uh, started around he, 2010. He was freshman top whatever the fuck. He was a part of that. Yeah. If you did, but that, that was that. Uh, what was that? Nobody's perfect day. That was a J. Cole that I said, nigga, to come out of graduation. Fuck. No. Anyway. No. Anything else, guys? <laughs> Did we miss anything? I think that's it. We had a, we had a, next week, be on time. We had a hell of a week. A lot of things we ran through this week. Uh, we got through it in a two and a half hours, so we will take that this week. Thank you so much for hanging out. So thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. We got gaming coming during the week. Just click the follow. Until then, much love, guys. Peace. Peace.